Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are ready back at you with another show next door to Daniel, the Nomad Lobdell, and David Braby on my left and right. And we're going to take uh, another couple hours, bring some callers on to the show. Um, but really, one of the first things I want to talk about because I ran Dan here was international over the weekend, was out at Ottawa, one of the only. Um, Sporting events on the planet, maybe to take place, the Pan Ams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, so what kind of Dan? What was the the mood like? Because I, I I'm assuming there was it was questioned whether or not you were going to even have the event. Yeah, so I started off and when I landed, basically, you know, trying to reach out to people right away, like, hey, is this thing is this thing happening? And everybody said, yeah, it looks like it is. So I hop in the the transportation. Caleb uh, Miracle is on my flight, so I have the transportation for the athletes and the coaches to to the hotel. Then I go go to the arena and check in. And uh, shortly thereafter is uh, the technical meeting, right? So basically, technical meeting is like when all the delegations meet and take care of any you know do's and don'ts, and and then do the draw. Well, the technical meeting was obviously very important in this case because it was okay. What happens in the event of uh, you know? COVID-19. Um, and basically they said local health officials will make the call. If anyone shows symptoms, they will be quarantined. Um, multiple people, multiple athletes got tested during the event and, really? and coaches and all of them came back negative, negative in the good way. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, there was a lot of conversation between the UWW officials on site and, uh, Ninad Lalovich between, you know, uh, Don Ryan, the president of Wrestling Canada, um, Pedro Gamo, who is a UWW board member, Rich Bender, the local health officials. So, I mean, they, they were in constant contact with everyone that they need to be in contact with, making sure that everything was on the up and up. And a lot of it basically had to do with the fact that all of the coaches and athletes were kind of already there. So right or wrong, it was like, if anyone has it, they have it, and hopefully no one has it, and everyone that got tested was negative. And so basically, it was like minimal, minimal risk. Were there were there fans at the tournament? No. So uh, similar to what they did with NCAA, what they were going to do with NCAA's, there were no fans allowed. And the uh, during the wrestling, the athletes who weren't competing had to stay well either in the hotel or wherever. But basically, they couldn't have a certain number of people over. Um, I forget what the number was, or it would be shut down. So basically, if you had all the athletes and coaches that weren't competing there, 
cheering on, it would go over that number. Was that number like 50 or 100, or was it like... It was like 250. Okay. So the number has obviously since gone the down in a lot like of places. The like 10 now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're pushing close it. Close to the limit right here. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, good experience, Dan? Yeah. Uh, I mean, at the beginning of... So they did the Pan Am Championships and the Pan Am uh, Qualifier back-to-back. In the beginning of the technical meeting for Qualifier, Rich Bender said... This should be the standard going forward for Pan American Championship events. Um, the it was a very nice hotel right next to the venue. It was attached to the venue, so the athletes never had to leave if they didn't want to. The uh, warm up area was twenty feet from the competition area. Wow! So you know, lots of lots of of uh, room there and, and ease of ease of access for media and coaches and, and you know people working. There was catered uh lunch at the venue and That's then in the great. hotel good catered yeah good, very good food catered about. breakfast and dinner um in the hotel which again is attached and then also in the back of the hotel there was a mall so plenty of <laughs> plenty of like th- things to do and you know if you're again they couldn't be in the venue it couldn't all be in the venue at the same time so plenty of things to do and like keep yourself occupied uh without having to much go outside and interact with a whole lot of people um and you know for for medium workers and, and, you know, some of the countries who are from South America, having all those catered meals made life super easy. I bet. Yeah. You said that was one of the best, um, as far as that, everything, logistics and, and whatever, one of the best international trips you've been on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, I mean, even as compared to, to Frisco, um, just, again, not having to leave the – Frisco, Texas. Yeah, Frisco, yeah. Texas. Not having – in 2016. Not having to leave the, the hotel um, – Everything being right there, the warm-up area being right next to the venue. But, I mean, the only thing missing was fans. If there had been fans there, it would have been just a phenomenal experience. Dan really likes it when you don't have to leave the hotel or go outside at all. <laughs> he well, likes just, being indoors. Well, so you know, one of the one of the uh, Canadian um, the who works for Wrestling Canada said, you know, think about when you have an hour and a half in between a session, right? You have like a break between the semis and the finals, and your hotel is twenty minutes away. You can't go back to the hotel because then 20 minutes there, you're there for 20 minutes, and you come back. Like, yeah. So there's actually time to do things, to warm down, to, to you know cool down, to do all these things. Um, so it, it was it was I don't know it was just tremendous, and I'm glad we got it going, and hopefully everyone came back healthy. Sweet. All right, well let's get on, John, um, on our show, and we're got guests of course, and we're gonna get to our first guest, Kevin Ward, head coach at Army. Kevin, how's everything going out there? Man, we're doing all right considering the circumstances. Uh, so it's unusual times for us all, but yeah, we're hanging in there. All right, I see. I'm assuming that's your office. You they let you come into the office and what's yeah? What's the yeah? Uh, so I mean, campus is pretty much shut down here. Um, all the uh, our students, our cadets are at home. Um, almost nobody is is coming to work. Everyone's working remotely. I just I work in a building where. My office is pretty isolated. Um, I'm away from from everyone else, uh, so I'm able to come in here and, and be able to get some work. And I've got three little kids at home, so it's hard to focus on anything. Um, <laughs> when we're there, the school or daycare, all that's closed down. So able to come up here and get some peace and quiet, think a little bit, and try to get some stuff done. Very nice. Um, I guess just I've been trying to get kind of everybody's story on this when. I think it was last Thursday, you know, did you see this coming from the start of the day or was it once they started canceling basketball tournaments? Kind of what was your what was your Thursday like last week? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think we were all thinking the same thing by Thursday. Um, even a few days before, I was really nervous. Um, when they made the announcement that there were going to be no fans, I think we all got, you know, pretty – we, we kind of dread. Nobody wanted to say it, but, um, you know, every coach I was talking to, which was probably a dozen other coaches at the time from around the country, we all were thinking the same thing. We just didn't want to say it. Hoped it wasn't going to happen. Um, but, yeah, that when they made the announcement, it was – we actually – we worked out that morning. Um, and there was a lot of chatter on, on social media. So we just we brought our team in for, uh, for a quick meeting at like 11 a.m. And, and the message was, turn your phone off. Of, don't check Twitter. Um, you know, don't pay attention to the chatter. We're going. doesn't matter if there's fans. It doesn't matter if we're going to the parking lot. You guys are going to do whatever it takes to go out there and achieve your goals. Uh, so we came back and, and, and worked out later in the afternoon at like 3 o'clock. Um, before practice, the same message, stay focused. And uh, and then at the end of practice, you know, an hour later, it was, I'm sorry, guys, uh, we just got this news that, um, you know, the it's out of our control. Uh, this is a, a global crisis. There's nothing we can do about it. We had to let everyone know the season was over right then. So we went from, you know, 3 o'clock, we're training to win NCAA titles to 4 o'clock. Um, sorry, you know, delivering bad news to the guys. Was it um, – were they all still around? Had you worked out and the guys were, like, just still, you know, showering before or after shower before you got – when did you talk to them? Oh, my God, Bader, you couldn't have – like, it was surreal. Um, I uh, So we're sitting – brought the team in. I'm sitting on the wall and uh, other assistant coaches by my side, and, and we're saying, hey, remain focused. Uh, no matter what happens, you stay ready. It's the people that can adapt and change in these situations are going to have an advantage to so just stay ready. I'll see you guys at my house for dinner. We're having a team dinner that night. I said, so I'll see you in a couple hours at my house for dinner. And one of the assistant coaches nudged me, hands me his phone, and, and that's the first time I saw the statement. Like literally wow. right then, I was the team in front of me. And he was like, hey, you got you to gotta read this. So I just read it out loud to the team as I was getting the official word myself. Like we all learned it at the exact same time. Wow. What, what, yeah. Well, I mean, I can't. You're, you're processing it as you're standing in front of the team, you know. Um, and I yeah. want to go back. You, you know, you said, hey, stay focused, stay focused, right, in the morning workout and before the afternoon workout. How hard was it for you to stay focused that you delivered that message, but it couldn't have been easy for you to practice what you preached? I mean, I told the team as I was reading them that message that from the phone right there after practice on Thursday afternoon, I said, the truth is I've been asking you to do something that I haven't been able to do myself you know, for, for you to stay focused and be mentally strong and block out everything else. And, and I wasn't able to do that. I mean, it, it was going through my mind because I, I had a little bit more perspective and, and knowing what was going on. And, and uh, so we all had a, this, this terrible feeling that it was coming. Um, so I wasn't completely blindsided like I think our athletes were because uh, we were asking them to not pay attention to anything that's going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was surreal. You know, I'm sitting there watching practice and I'm thinking – you know, those thoughts are going through my head as I'm watching practice. Like, is this the last time I'm going to watch this group of seniors work out? Um, and then you're, oh, block that out, get that out of your head. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was surreal. It was, uh, you know, experience. Hopefully we don't have to do it again ever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm watching practice, and, and I'm trying to block it out. But, it, yeah, it was hard for all of us. I think we all knew um, you know, the likelihood that the decision was going to be made, and it was, and, and we got to move on. What was it? What was your meeting, you know, he hands you the phone, you look at it, you read it to the team. Was it like you just, okay, see ya? Do you guys all sit around and talk for a while? Or, or did some guys trickle and some guys stay? Like, that's, that's a really weird 
And what was your message? Yeah. Hey, sorry, go home? Or was school still on at that point? Yeah. Um, no, we were on spring break. So we okay. were, you know, our 50 wrestlers-ish were some of the only uh, cadets here at West Point. Um, a couple other sports teams, I think. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, it was hard to read. You know, I got choked up and, and I could barely get through the message, um, you know, just reading the statement off Twitter. Uh, and, you know, and, and it was an emotional room, especially for our seniors that, um, you know, felt their opportunity just slipping away. You know, it, it was gone. But, you know, I just I reminded them, I, I, I said, um, you know, and, and the whole coach, everyone, we had wrestlers, you know, what we had a couple of the wrestlers on our team, you know, speak up when, when I was, to be quite honest, it was difficult to find the words. Um, so guys on our team spoke up and, and kind of filled the gaps and just reassured and re-encouraged um, each other. But the message is this. It's like some things are out of your control, and that's life, and life's not fair. And, um, you know, how you respond to things when they don't go your way, it's, it, it's an opportunity not just to reveal your character but to build it. And so what are you going to do? Um, you know, it's extremely unfortunate. It's sad. Um, but it's a, it's a national, it's a global crisis. So it's out of our control. You're going to move on. And, and how you respond to this is going to help shape your character for the rest of your life. So let's respond to it the right way. And, and I said, by the way, I'll see you at my house at dinner at 630. <laughs> still having team dinner. Now. So uh, we left for a couple hours. And then everyone showed up to my house for dinner. Um, and, um, you know, I just thought it was important to carry on, you know, our plans and especially to be able to bring everyone together, um, at that time. So we came over to my house for dinner and, and while we were at my house, everyone from West Point got an email saying, okay, classes are, or are going to be, the break is extended. You're not coming back to class for a couple of weeks. So, uh, either that night or the next morning, everyone went home. So they're all home night or all home now. Coach, uh, I was, uh. Wondering, you know, specifically about the seniors. You had four of them qualify for NCAA's, and um, obviously a, a whole bunch more just just on the team. So um, I don't know if, if you're willing to share any of the things, maybe that um, you know Trey and and uh, and Ben and, and Noah um, and Kale said to to their teammates or to you guys as coaches, because you know for them, I, I don't. Regardless of how this eligibility thing works out, they're you know they have obligations to their country that I don't know if they're going to be able to, to wrestle. So um, anything that, that they said that maybe you'd be willing to share? Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're just, they're an incredible group of guys and, and, and we do, I think we, you know, 13 seniors this year um, wow. on our team. So and it goes, Luke Weiland and, and Alex Hopkins are two other seniors that if they were in the lineup would have been going to the NCAA tournament, um, you know, and it's just a real quality group of seniors. But I think all of them shared the same message, which is, you know, thanks for everything that you've done, um, you know, speaking to their teammates. Um, you know, it's, it's a time they wouldn't trade for anything. We have a really close team. They love each other so much. Um, and just to – so everybody's sad that they're seeing their teammates, you know, their brother's opportunities slip away. So, no, I was encouraged by um, – as a head coach, it, it's nice to be able to sit back and just listen to your team talk to each other. So hearing the conversations that they were having one-on-one -on -one with each other, um, you know, you, you can't help but feel proud about the, the men in your program when you're hearing them encourage each other and, and they're able to keep things in perspective. You know, listen, this was a pretty challenging year for us. Um, they, they'd received worse news in the past, so they knew that um, whatever happened, you know, they could rally together and be there for each other and, and it wasn't going to break them. So to see them just be able to carry on like they were, it, it makes you really proud. You mentioned that um, last Thursday you were having a tough time finding the words, and you kind of were yeah. dealing with it. You know, probably like everybody, 
how, you know, compare that to today. How are you dealing with it or how does it, have you been able to accept it a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, it's we had to accept it right then. There's, you know, what do you, what's your other choice? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we had to ex- accept it. So, listen, I mean, this this COVID nineteen, this is a this is a serious deal, and and we're up here and in New York, we're fifty miles from New York City, um, so we're really close to a real hot area. Um, I think everyone understands now that this isn't a joke, and it's not something that you you be brave about and you disregard the headlines and, and the advice of the experts. So. Yeah, I think what we're doing right now is is um, everyone that has eligibility remaining, and they're going to be back. They've got to uh, find ways to improve in this time. The program, we've got to find ways to improve. And, and I don't think my competitors and my peers are sitting around feeling sorry for themselves. So if I do, then we're going to fall behind. And we've got work to do. It's about 360-ish days to the NCAA tournament next year. So we've got to find ways to improve. Yep. Um, you know, one thing I thought was really interesting is you said, you know, you – you couldn't find the words, so a couple guys stepped up. And, and I heard the same thing. You know, we talked to Ayers yesterday, and, and he talked about some guys stepping up. We talked to uh, Grant Leith on Monday, and he really gave an, an impressive uh, – he really impressed me with the way he spoke and kind of he stood up in front of his team. I guess it's just great to hear that, you know, these young wrestlers are standing up and the things that we're hearing from you coaches and these wrestlers that they said in these, in these um tough times it's, it's just really awesome to hear and like a lot of maturity coming from these guys and and pretty awesome yeah that's right yeah and, and it helps us you know sleep better at night knowing that the ones here are going to go defend our country so <laughs> um yeah i mean we're proud of them and as a coach you hope you're, you you never really know if you're having the influence and the impact that you want um you know until moments to show that arise and, and unfortunately that was a moment where leadership of the team had to step up because I couldn't find the words to say and uh, some guys on the team stepping up and, and encouraging their teammates. So yeah, that makes you proud. There's no doubt. We, we typically judge the season on but starting tomorrow, today, right? Thursday, tomorrow, yeah, and you have three days and that's yeah. it. But we don't have that no. this year. The season's over. It ended at, at uh, conferences. How do you judge your season looking back? How did, how did it go? It's like we a different a way of looking at the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it brings to light, you know, just kind of um, how odd it is that we've wrestled for five months and we missed, I mean, almost every athlete in the country missed maybe one or two days of competition. You know, there's only 80 guys wrestling on the third day of the NCAA tournament. So yeah. uh, almost everyone in the country missed that qualified, missed one, maybe two days of the season. Um, and so, it, yeah, that doesn't erase. We had one heck of a year, a record-setting year for us. So. I look back, and we had some really big dual-meet wins and, and some, some really impressive individual performances. We made history as a program and, and done some things that Army Wrestling hasn't done ever um, and some others that haven't been done in a really long time. So I look back, and it's a success. You know, As a coach, you're always going to look back and see the near misses and, uh, and see, man, these are ways that we could have done better. We were, just, we were this close you know, to beating um, a couple other teams that would have been some awesome wins for us, but I can't help but be – you know, extremely proud of the guys on our team because at the end of the day, I sit in the corner. You know, sometimes I can throw a challenge brick and, and, and sometimes I can't do very much at all, but I don't wrestle any matches. Yeah. So uh, so I can't be really proud of, of what our guys accomplished this year. Do you, th- I mean, would you like to see the regular season count more? And I don't even know exactly how that is, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it has to. That's a no-brainer to me. Um, I'm in favor of a dual meet championship. I think that what you do through the course of the season has to matter. 
Um, and it and it does somewhat right now the way that you qualify for the NCAA tournament, you earn an allocation uh, for your conference. But you know, we finished ranked as high as 13th in the country and in, in some dual meet polls, top 20 pretty much everywhere. Um, and uh, so to pretend that that we have enough show for our season is just a little bit crazy to me. And I think we absolutely do. Whether it's points for what you do during the regular season over into the NCAA tournament. Um, I mean, this does bring to light that issue. That, but we had seven NCAA qualifiers, I think, seeded from 12th to 22nd or 24th, maybe in our lowest seed. Um, that's a really solid, balanced, tough team. Uh, and to not be able to reward that with with some postseason implications, I think a barrier, I think there's a few reasons to it. So, Answer your question, yes, I believe the regular season should matter more, and, and we should look for ways to do it. Coach, you, you cut out there a little bit, so hopefully we can uh, keep you on here for, for these last few minutes. Um, I, I guess one of the things that that, uh, that comes to mind for me is, does this impact anything for you as far as how you how you coach, how you look at it? Uh, you know, a, a group of guys, how, how you recruit, like this is unprecedented, not really unprecedented, but since, since world war two, that an NCAA tournament has been canceled. So right. do you think this will change anything about you as, as, as a coach? I hope so. Um, yeah, I hope this changes me for the better. I hope this is just a reminder to me to be able to share with my guys. Um, you know, don't take any of this for nothing is guaranteed and uh, enjoy every moment of what you're doing. So I, you know, I think when, when times come along and, and it's painful, uh, this is unfortunate. It's not, it's just, you know, it's a bad time, but hopefully when you feel pain, it changes you. I think it would be a waste if it didn't. So hopefully this changes me, makes me a better coach and helps me remind our athletes that nothing's guaranteed. Don't take any of this for granted and remind yourself hey, how much you love to do. Coach, we uh, Nomad and I both got the chance to see your guys at the Black Knight Invitational, and um, you mentioned earlier that you had a couple weight classes where you had guys that would be NCAA qualifiers if they were in the lineup. But your team's gotten so competitive that you know you've got guys already kind of in the lineup that are putting a ton of work in. I mean, you said fifty guys on the roster putting a ton of work in, and and you know many of those guys are you know already not going to have the opportunity for a postseason. H- how does that I, do do those guys? I don't know. Offer any instruction or things that uh, the starters can learn about what it means to to put that work in and and to develop a really high skill set, but then still maybe not have a, have a postseason. I mean, it just seems like you guys have really built a lot of guys who are doing it the right way, even if they don't necessarily have the opportunity to start. Yeah, I mean, just watching, you know, when we had to tell those seniors that, you know, they're not going to be the guy at the end of the year, those were difficult and, and pain conversations, and they didn't like getting the news, but seeing how they responded to it. And, um, you know, so I'll give you an example. I, I, I told the guys, if you want to take a couple of days off from practice, and, and that's okay, I'll allow it. And to a T, they all said, I'm going to be there for my teammates just like they've been there for me for the past four years. So I'm not going um, – that was encouraging to see. It's an example of leadership that's an impact on your program that doesn't show up um, on a bout sheet or statistics. So was really proud of that. But, I mean, what that means about our program is that we're getting better. 
So that's a positive thing. And we're not elite. We're, not, we're just not an elite program yet. That's the bottom line. I think roster battles are something that you go through as your program's continuing to build. But when you're an elite program, people separate themselves. We just didn't have that separation issue. We had too many weight classes that were just too close to call. Ultimately, I had to make a decision. You know, hopefully in the future, we have wrestlers that can separate themselves and make the decision pretty obvious. What is it going to take to become a, an elite program? You guys are good. You've gotten better. But like you said, you're not quite to that elite. What, what does it take to get into that mix? And we may have a pause there. Yeah, sure. Um, there we no, go. It, I mean, it's uh, Yeah, I mean, it's, it, that's the uh, – that's a little bit more of everything. You know, it takes more – it takes more buy-in. And, and the bottom line is it takes more points when you're out there on the mat. So yeah. uh, we've all got to do a better job. And, listen, this is – we are extremely proud of where we're at as a program, but we don't want to be just, you know, a top 50 or top 20 team. We want to be a top 10 team in the country. Every year we're competing and putting multiple guys on the podium at the NCAA tournament. So we've got to continue to recruit better. We've got to develop better. And when the guys got to uh, just follow the years that we have on our team this year, because they've really kind of paved the way to show what's possible here in our program. And what I say is they've redefined what is possible for our program. So we can follow their lead and, and, and keep pushing um, and go a little bit further, you know, I'm, I'm really excited about the future and, and where we're headed. I mean, do you, you truly believe you guys can win a team title and or a, a team, uh, excuse me, a trophy or a title? Yeah, absolutely. And I have since the day I've got here. Um, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't be the guy for the job. So, um, you know, is it, um, is it easy? No, you know, absolutely not. I think wrestling, especially at the highest levels, is as competitive as it's ever been. Uh, to do that, you've got to be able to put five or six guys on the podium. Um, and so we've got to continue to develop a strong dual meet team that brings a lot of pride to our department where we can win key dual meets. And we've got to continue to uh, to develop and, and um, help individuals make progress so they can be among country or weight class. But, yeah, absolutely, I think it's possible. I think it's easy. Heck no. You know, and I don't think anybody else out there is, is um, sitting there just waiting for us to catch up. So... Uh, but again, you know, I, I wouldn't be the guy for the job if I didn't think it was possible. I like that attitude for sure. Um, all right, let's talk about uh, Minneapolis and the football stadium and what could have been or yep. what was going to be. You know, what were your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you have criticism? Were you optimistic? What'd you think? I mean, everyone's got criticism for things that are done for the first time. Um, I was pumped. I thought it was sick. Uh, talked about it with our guys, like a last year in Pittsburgh, what was there, 18,000-ish people? Yeah. Um, double it you know, and, and imagine what that environment's going to be like. Because you know what NFL stadiums are capable of with their just with the production, the audio, video, um, just the level of production they were going to be able to provide. Yeah, we were pumped. Um, and, you know, could you things that you don't like about it? Being done for the first time, so everyone was involved in the process, I think bumped. Really, really bummed that we're not able to experience it, you know, in the next few years. Um, but I thought it was going to be probably the most, most exciting tournament ever. Cut off a little bit, but yeah, I, I think I echoed that. I um, was really looking forward to that tournament. You can make criticisms. Maybe it was going to be too far, but 
the top seed of a 20,000 bowl arena is not very close, you know? And uh, I think to put more fans in the stands and grow the sport yeah. and grow the excitement around it, I think that would have been awesome. Yeah, it was going to be a net positive no matter what. If there were bad seats in the stadium, um, you know, that's kind of part of it. But uh, like I said, you know, they should be lauded for trying to grow the sport and do things for the first time. Yeah. Coach, uh, it's it's as Bader was, you know, kind of saying with the um, – you know, win the trophy and team title thing. It, it's really, it's really nice to to have you guys and, and these athletes come on um, because I think we kind of forget um, like the, the humanizing aspect of how insane you have to be to uh, want to do the sport at a tremendously high level, whether it's coach or compete. So to hear guys like you and you know Coach Ayers and Coach Cole who who are still climbing and and have accomplished a lot but are, are nowhere near satisfied. Um, I, I know that I really appreciate you guys coming on and, and sharing um, your stories about this and, and you know, things that the that seniors have said. So um, I just want to say, you know, really appreciate you, you coming on here and uh, sharing all this stuff with us. I, I, got, a, I got a question. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. It's, a, it's a, always there, uh, the stories about our program. But, yeah, what you got, Bader? Well, I, this is probably every. What are you going to do? Uh, over the next few, we're all got to. What are you going to watch? Netflix? You're going to play with your kids the whole time? How is Kevin Ward passing time uh, when we uh, potentially go on quarantine? Yeah, so this is the uh, the first budget dev period that we've ever had in college wrestling. As far as recruiting, uh, we can't leave po- we can't leave campus to go recruit. We can't bring recruits onto campus. Um, so definitely enjoying some family time, but um, it's just my nature, and I don't think my I might expect anything different is that just way to outwork some in the situation. So everybody in the playing field, I think the programs that are able to adapt and, and be flexible and, and find new ways to improve, that's going to show, you know, when, when 60 something days from now, when we're at the NCAA tournament, that's going to show. So we're just finding ways to, uh, that we can improve and outwork everybody else. I like that attitude. It's wow. a good attitude. You guys can, can you still call recruits? Yeah, we can call. We can text, we can send letters, um, and we're are and, and we'll do all of the above. So we just get to do that at night, and, and that part of it, that's not too bad. Heck yeah, I'm all about it. Um, all right, well, we're almost almost finished up here, Coach. You got any you got any parting words for us? Some wisdom? Some you got a joke? I'd love to hear a joke. <laughs> no, man, I, I just think uh, you know. Again, it's like. Um, Sometimes things happen, they're outside of your control, and I think this is just an opportunity for uh, wrestlers in the wrestling community to show what we're really made out of, you know, this, 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 is, uh, this is a bummer, um, you know, but um, it's, uh, you know, for us, uh, keeping things in perspective and knowing that we can continue to move forward, and uh, those that have other chances to move on, uh, take advantage of it, nothing's guaranteed, it's a good reminder for that, so I hope you guys uh, help spread that message. Absolutely, Coach, and uh, wish you the best of luck, Nomad. Bray, you guys got anything for Coach Ward? No, just thanks for uh, on. yeah. Thanks for coming on, and uh, thanks for you know letting us on your campus earlier this year. And hopefully, everybody stays safe, and uh, we'll see uh, some Black Knights kicking some butt next year. And he's frozen. <laughs> yeah, guys, I appreciate back anytime. All right, thanks, thanks so much. Coach. Take care. All right, guys. Coach Kevin Ward, um, man, and and as he said, Army's just on the climb, doing really good things. Um, I know when I was in school, it was like Army, like not much. Now they're a formidable team, and 
they're going to come bring it when you, when you step on the mat against them. Yeah. I, I really like your, what you're saying about the <laughs> the athletes stepping up in the time of, of crisis, you know, and um, because we forget sometimes that even the adults don't know what to say when something like this has never happened, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you were the one that, that said something yesterday about this is this is totally unprecedented. Like, there's no there's no playbook for this. There's no yeah. game plan for this. Yeah. And um, yeah, as Coach Ward said, like, just these guys stepping up um, like that really speaks a lot to the kind of people that we have in our sport. Well, and you know, he he talked about kind of this being a you know an opportunity for that wrestling mentality. I think to to lead the way. And, um, I mean, I think about even yesterday we had like an all company virtual meeting and the people leading the meeting who are, who are, do not have wrestling background were citing like Terry brands and citing, you know, this idea of what do you do if you, if you lose, what do you do if your goal was to, you know, take first and be the champion and you lose, you get the next best thing. Right. And wrestlers are really familiar with that mentality. We know, right. you, you drop a match early. What do you do? You you have to turn around immediately and go get the next best thing. And and um and I think that is a that's a mentality wrestlers are familiar with. A lot of other people maybe are not. And uh, and so you know, Coach Ward was was saying it's an opportunity for I think wrestlers to lead the way. I think we're already seeing that here um, at Flow Sports, and I think probably all the wrestlers out here watching are seeing that whatever segment of of the world they're in. Well, yeah, I mean, for, it's an opportunity for us too because. We would be at NCAA's, right, covering this, these events. We'd be at the Olympic trials covering these events. And then we would have a lot of events that were supposed to be streamed on our site that are not happening, right? I mean, NHSCA's uh, probably the one that, that comes to mind the most because that's where I would be in 10 days or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are we going to do? Well, we're, we're lucky enough to have these coaches and athletes come on and share their stories. And then kind of once we get through all them, we're going to have to get creative, right? Bader's been – rolling out flow TV at a record pace. Um, so we're going to do our best to create a sense of normalcy. I know that I really appreciated that normalcy when I was covering Pan Ams, like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, right? This is my job. But now that I'm back, um, you know, we got to get, get creative and like coach Ward said, fight through. So, um, I'm excited for, for these next few weeks and, and a little scared too. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I'm glad you brought up Flow TV, Nomad. I don't even know if you know this, but we are we're live 24 seven now. Hell As yeah! As of yesterday, um, it's not you know it's not dynamite, but we're gonna you know you can click this same link. We'll have FRL in the morning. We'll have call-in shows, and it's gonna cut and it's gonna jump to obviously archived stuff. But it's pre-programmed. It's sitting there. It's playing. You can't stop it. You can't start it. You just turn it on and it plays films. Matches, interviews, uh, techniques. We're kind of figuring out the best way to organize it and throw it all on there. But, um, yeah, this channel is going to be live for the foreseeable future. So throw in your Roku, put it in the background, chill out, relax, and uh, enjoy it. And we're down for suggestions, right? We've got to plug new stuff in there every day. Um, there'll be some repeats, but bear with us. We're going to you know, keep it going and, and refine it as we move forward. But we thought let's just start it right now, even though we don't know exactly how we're going to do it. We need to we need to get it going. Yeah, and I, th- I think it's also a good opportunity for us to you know to the best of our abilities organize things on on the site and on our you know our OTT apps Roku and, and Apple TV and whatnot to to make things as accessible for you guys as possible because you all are probably like us quarantined at home needing something to do needing something to you know you're you got a baby that's that's sleeping for two hours well 
put Terry on, right? Put put on FRL. Put on, um, you know, the the finals of uh, Big Tens or something. So uh, hopefully we make this again as as normal as e- and as easy as possible for all you guys who like us just want to watch wrestling. I just want to watch wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. David, do watch, I, do, I do. I also am really enjoying uh, catching up with a lot of these coaches and athletes. I, uh, man, we have. I don't know when the last time is we had this many long conversations with this many high level people in the sport, and I'm like learning a ton every day. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And, and as I'm reaching out, I'm a lot of times getting the same answer. I ain't got nothing going on. Yeah, I got nothing on my schedule. Just tell me when, and and we'll do it. So. Um, we're currently trying to get Jordan Oliver on. Our producers in the back are talking with him. They're having a couple issues. I don't know what that is, but just wanted to keep you guys posted. He is. We're working on getting Jordan um, here on the show. And of course, he's man. What a uh, freestyle season that guy's had. Yeah, his uh, and his perspective will especially be interesting given you know what just happened uh, this Sunday in Ottawa. Um, so looking forward to to him. Looks like it's going to be a couple more minutes. Um, man, Luke Pletcher yesterday. Two days ago, or two days ago. Sorry, I was I caught up on everything yesterday. Okay, but you know him saying, Coach Ryan was telling the team there's a difference between difficult and tragic. Yeah, I like it. right, like the difference in as Coach Ryan brought up, like losing a child versus losing an opportunity to win a national title. Yeah, and at the time, you know, you feel horrible, and and he 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 said it best, like grieve. It's okay to feel these emotions and, and let them out, but just know that you know life goes on, and there's a difference between. You know, everyone has problems, and some problems are worse than others. But don't minimize your own problems, and, and you know, experience them, and because don't bottle them up. Yeah. And then you're going to be really miserable. Absolutely. I mean, I wonder. I wonder too about. You, know, you mentioned Jordan Oliver's had a great season. You're talking about Luke Pletcher, like these guys who who have, have put together these really incredible seasons, like seem like the the guys that maybe will be most likely to be like really defeated right now. Um, but I mean, you know, at some point, probably like these, a lot of these guys are going to have an opportunity to compete again and to pursue goals again. And it'll be really cool to see who, who's able to kind of rise to the challenge or give back to their, their kind of full form. And, and, um, you know, I'm sure some guys will, and some guys won't, and it'll be, there's gonna be a lot of implications of all this stuff down the road too. So, and another thing I thought was interesting is, you know, Seth Gross was on the other day and he was like. You know, we're asking eligibility relief or forgiveness, mm-hmm. whatever they're calling, and it maybe will, maybe won't happen. He was like, "I think I'm good. No, I'm, I probably won't take it. I got a national title. I'm ready to move on, start wrestling freestyle full time." But you know, and then you got like Luke Pletcher, who of course never has won a title yet and really wants to. But even Luke wasn't too beat up. He has a really good job of does a really good job of keeping perspective. As have basically all of these guys we've talked to, coaches, yeah. athletes, right? And nothing I can do about it. What am I going to get all upset and? Which I'm sure you're going to get upset, sure. but like you said, grieve, feel those emotions, understand you got to get over it and, and move on at some point. And, and that's easier said than done. And a lot of these guys, you know, again, have been super gracious with their time and, and willingness to share their stories. And for the, the ones that haven't, I get it too because th- th- this is a, a tremendously difficult thing. And, and I'm glad that, that some of those guys are able to take time away from the sport and, um, you know, just unplug and go – you know this. This meant everything to me, and it's and it's taken away. And so I, I, I need a couple of days or a couple of weeks to, to to process this. And um, you know I, I feel for 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 those people too, and and I respect them too for, um, you know, being being willing to tell us at least privately. Like, hey, I 
I, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a little bit before I do something like this. Yeah, well, there, there was actually there was an athlete. Um, <laughs> he was a senior NCAA wrestler, and I'm reaching out to a lot of people, and I and I I got his number and reached out to him, and he just he said, "Hey, thanks." You know, I asked him to come on the show, and he said, "Thanks, appreciate it, but I just I need some time away from the sport," and that just like. Did, yeah. did, you know, it hurt on the inside because I'm, wow, that's how that's how much this guy's hurt and how much, yeah. you know, he obviously put his life into this and he has goals that he wants to accomplish and he's on the verge of accomplishing and, no. Well, and then you had Pletcher talk about, you know, his plan for Olympic trials was I'm going to qualify for, or I'm going to win in civil A's and that's how I'm going to qualify for Olympic trials and I'm going to go wrestle 65 and then try to make the team. Um, and, and obviously we haven't even really dug super far into the the impacts of that of you know the the three other continental olympic qualifiers been postponed last chance qualifier has been postponed both in terms of the world one for the olympic games and the last chance qualifier for the olympic trials olympic trials have been postponed u.s open now um i believe just this morning has been postponed so all of these far-ranging impacts and we have no idea what's going to happen because right now we just got to worry about containing this thing and and keeping as many people safe and healthy as possible yeah obviously we don't know what's going to happen down the road especially in you know in terms of what that means for for future athletic competition and whatever Um, but one of the things that people are theorizing is that um, as we potentially like come out of this and whenever that might be if it's weeks months whatever from now um it might be like a kind of a slow return to normal. And so there might be maybe the first sporting events we see will be kind of like the NCAAs we thought we would see no fans, that kind of thing. So I wanted to ask you, Nomad, like what was the, did the experience of being in Ottawa for Olympic games qualifier and and no fans, did it, did it feel like it had an impact on the athletes? Um, Did it, or did it pretty much, I mean, I, I was watching the stream and the, where the crowd would have been sitting was dark. And so you, it didn't, you couldn't tell as much yeah. as maybe you would have, if it had been lit up. Uh, but on the stream, it just, it felt like people competing, you know, at a at pretty much the same level they would be otherwise. But how did it feel being in the building? So it, it wasn't completely odd because there were still, again, there were still people there, right? So like, you know, on Saturday you had Jakara wrestling and, you know, Helen, could be there and Rich Bender could be there and you know the the delegations of the other countries were there so there was still sound there was still cheering mm-hmm. um Rich Bender was particularly <laughs> I don't know if that came through on the stream but him and Cody Bickley man like just you know these guys who, who, who were right at the top of USA Wrestling leadership backing their athletes so in that sense it didn't feel terribly odd because there at least was still some some noise um Obviously, I didn't talk to many of the international athletes, you know, from from like South America and whatnot. But the level of competition, the level of caring, still seemed the same because the goal was still ultimately the same, which was to qualify for for the Olympics. And for, you know, for the vast majority of the Pan Am countries, if you qualify, you're you're the athlete, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Obviously, America, we do things a little differently. We, we you know, we have the, the USOC and, and a process there. But um, you know, David Taylor talked about it. Like he could tell the difference that. This isn't just a Pan Am championship. This is to change the economic trajectory of your life, yeah, and become an Olympian and become you know a legend in your country. Yeah. yeah. Um, as we're thinking about it, and this kind of occurred to me, you know, the no fans thing. Um, I'm sure you've seen at some point Tough, the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Right, and they have these fights. Yeah. It's in the gym. It's in the gym. Yeah. Right, Co- coaches and athletes, and that's like it. So you know, I, I'm. 
obviously seen it in the past and um that I'm like, wow, this is a big fight and it's you know, the show or or you're watching a rerun and it's like the same thing you were describing is what I'm what I'm picturing that has been like in the past, where it's just a coach, a couple corners clapping, maybe a couple guys in your team, guys and girls, and and that's it. But it's like it's a big deal. This, there's a lot on the whoever wins this fight goes to the Ultimate Fighter finals and fights for whatever. What it did is it amplified negative emotions. So like Angus Arthur ripped up his knee in his quarterfinal, hmm. which is very bad because the semifinal is yeah. the, the round, and so guys get hurt or guys lose or girls and the the negative sound the, the aches and the pains are just amplified because it's an empty arena so yeah. that was the, that was maybe the only thing that was a little different because you know somebody loses into blaze obviously there's pain there's emotion yeah. but there's 20 30,000 people you know maybe even 40,000 people this year mm-hmm. so it it kind of gets drowned out a little bit because there's other stuff going on but when there's two mats and somebody rips up their knee you just you hear the soul suck out of them. Yeah, hmm. it's really interesting. Like you mean okay, that's the kind of pain you meant. Did you also mean like oh yeah, emotional like lo- pain? Yeah, losing and and the grief and of of you know uh, again for most of these South American countries, like the difference between being Olympian and not being Olympian is, like, I, yeah, I would imagine a whole tax you know couple tax brackets right <laughs> like in America. Yeah. So um, yeah, that 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 too. Like, man. A lot of pain there. Um, did you have a favorite moment, favorite weight, favorite match? I don't know. What you like about, about the Pan Ams? Uh, Gilman beating Ortega was – that was obviously incredible. Um, from a taking off the American hat and seeing the Argentinian celebrate when he beat Zane, like – if you were Argentinian or just a neutral wrestling observer, that would have been a really cool moment because you knew that that was a big upset. Um, obviously, he's an American. I was gutted, mm-hmm. but like that—that that was cool to see. Um, the and I wrote about this in my preview. There's a guy from Peru who lost to Jaime Espinal in 2016 with literally two seconds left. And if you watch the video, it takes him over a minute to come back to the center. Wow! Because he just knows like Life. that changed. So getting to see him get it done. Uh, was awesome. Um, Helen being back and kicking ass was was incredible. Yeah, I would. She, yeah, those those kind of stood out to me. She looked good, and she had a. I mean, a pretty tough day, right? Uh, yeah, pretty tough level of competition, and she looked really, really solid. That's good to see. It feel you know, it felt like when she came back um, at WCWA uh, and had to win the matches to qualify to to go represent the U.S. at the Pan Am. Olympic Games qualifier she kind of got a little bit better throughout the day and it feels like she just she keeps getting a little bit better and back closer to form but like the athletes that she beat in uh in Ottawa are I mean those are potential opponents in a medal match right Mm -hmm. Uh, also another really good match again like neutral observer perspective because America lost but he'd already qualified so it didn't matter as much was uh Cuba against USA 97 kilos uh Rosio versus Jangelo Hancock. Um, first of all, Tracy had just beaten him the week before after several times losing to him, so he now had the confidence to do it. And then you, you just saw that you know both these guys are pretty young. Um, I think Tracy's like 23, 24, and the Cuban's like 20 or 21. So you just see the makings of a potential rivalry that's going to play out over and over and over and over again yeah. over the, the next few years. Um, and, and they both were – they both seemed pretty good-natured about it. Obviously, again, they both had gotten the job done and qualified – uh, but that it was like twelve eight 
12-9, something like that. It was an awesome match. Nice. You know who I was really happy for, um, especially after his um, post-interview at the World Championships? You already know who I'm going to say. Yes. <clears throat> Joe Rao. At the World Championships, man, he was really um, beat up emotionally. And, you know, he's like kind of broke down in his post-tournament post, uh, interview. He was like, I just want to go to the Olympics. And you could tell how badly he wanted to, how much of a goal that had been. He'd been on world teams. He, You know, he's been right there. Um, so to see him. Well, he was – he won the trials in 16, had not one but two chances, two last-chance qualifiers in 16 – was you know unfortunately not able to get it done, had had the breakdown there, and I asked him about it, and he said it mattered too much, hmm. and when I pulled back, I got it done. Like he had hmm. to, he had to, you know, counterintuitive. Like you know, can't have a plan B. Wrestling has to be everything new. You have to focus, right? He's like, no, that's not. At least for me, it's what he says. Like that's not the case. Like I had to um, put put making the Olympics in perspective of the rest of my life and realize that if I don't accomplish it, like I still had all these experiences. I still got to do all these things in the sport and, you know, the sport took me so far. Um, and when he did that is when he finally got it done. Well, it, it's interesting on a couple levels because we've been talking about perspective this whole time with Hansel, yeah. Hansel and NCAs and um, all these NCAA coaches and athletes, but we're not out of the woods. Mm-mm. Trials, Olympics. I hate to say it, right? I mean, everybody's in the back of everybody's head. Looks like uh, Coach Ward said nobody wanted to say. I think they're going to cancel NCAs, but we all thought it. And man, I'm I'm not certain about what's going to happen in the future. And you know, we're talking talking about this is the first week of four, six, or eight. Who knows that we're kind of the whole country and world's on shutdown. Like, um, so I, I what I was I hate to say it, but you know. Joe Rao could be out of luck again if the sense that the Olympics just doesn't happen or the trials doesn't happen. It's like, but like you said, he adjusted his focus so it's not going mm-hmm. to be the end of the world if it does. So one of the things that, that was brought up um, was if the Olympics get postponed for two years, what happens? Yeah. And so basically, uh, you know, Rich Bender and all of the appropriate parties of freestyle sport committee and safety and you know all these things within the usoc and usa wrestling they hopped on a call immediately and tried to come up with as many questions as possible or situations as possible to go okay if this then what if this then what and obviously they don't have the answers now but it was something that it it took them a little bit of time because you know there's the shock of okay well we just got to shut down um then it's okay what's next so USA Wrestling is working on everything and trying to figure out as many different permutations as possible. But again, the whole situation is fluid, and they're just they're trying to make contingency plans for something that they don't even know when it's going to end yet. Yeah. Um, so Greco, we got four four weights qualified, and man, it sounded like Coach Linlin was was relieved. I think with that, maybe you know he won, obviously wanted all six, but um, you know, so the two we still have yet to qualify. Uh, our, our 77 and, and heavyweight. Um, obviously, Kuhn has won a medal, you know, in the past, and uh, and then Pat Smith represented the U.S. at Olympic Games qualifier, but Honda Civic, um, yeah, <laughs> our PT Cruiser. PT, Sorry, the PT Cruiser. Um, but we also do have the the Ferrari Kamal Bay uh, yeah. as as an option there to try to qualify at last chance. So I mean, you have to think if you have to pick 
two weights where we're not qualified where we might have a decent chance at a last chance uh, qualifier. Those two are um, are weights where I would say there's at least still a hope. Whereas you know on the freestyle side, and hopefully we get Jordan all all around here soon. Sixty five is going to be tough, right? Yeah. To qualify. Yeah, uh, as as one person said to me about you know specifically talking about Greco, what we have in the barn um, between the guys we had there and and the, the guys that that weren't there. You feel pretty good relatively about about qualifying those. Um, same thing with with sixty five and you know uh, Bill Zadek said afterwards like nobody feels worse than Zane. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So yeah. no need no need to pile on him because I asked him. I said, you know, what did you say? Did you say anything? Is it something where you just let Zane be for a while? Um, and he said, you know, we gave him a little space, but I, I told him I'm proud of him and. Um, you know, we're going to come back here and get bronze and, and keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Um, as for Greco, yeah, Matt Linland was relatively ecstatic because – so 2016, they qualified two at Worlds and then zero out of four at Pan Ams. And then they got two uh, – Thilke qualified at the second last chance qualifier. <laughs> and who was the other one? Oh, I'm sorry. Holm, I'm sorry. Jordan Holm did. We got one out of four. Yeah. One out of four versus four out of six this this time around. Yeah. That's got to. That's got to feel a lot better. Yeah. Well, and just and I talked to him about this. I said, Coach, like, there's a noticeable difference. You know, I talked to Tracy Hancock about this too. Like, 17 and 18, the 18 outside of Kuhn were rough. Yeah. It, it looked like guys weren't in matches. They were blowouts. And then 19, even though no one qualified and the score was lower. Just the guys were in matches in in a different way and and were much more competitive and and, and held leads and obviously, you know, the losing leads is is bad but you don't get to lose a lead if you don't have it in the first place and yeah. there were matches before where you know we just get rolled up and so there's been a clear shift in the culture and um you know because it's roughly the same guys you know it's it's kind of the same group of guys but the culture is better and they're buying in more and going overseas or whatever they're doing, you know, Madeline talked a lot about communication and being a two-way street about expectations. So um, just everything is is at least still pointing positive for, for Greco. And, um, you know, I know t- t- Timmy Hans was saying something about people ridiculing Greco and, you know, a little bit understandably, but that there did seem to be some rays of hope coming from, from Friday. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that – Obviously, the goal is always the Olympic medal, but but for a Greco program that like is gonna have to. I mean, we talked to Coach Ayers yesterday, right? And it's about benchmarks, hitting these benchmarks, and then get into the next one and the next one. And this is a, a team that like we didn't know. I, I don't know that we knew for sure that they were gonna hit this benchmark of getting this many guys qualified. So I'm glad to glad to see that. Always glad to see more qualifiers for the good old U.S. of A. <clears throat> Fifteen at eighteen. Huh? 15 out of 18 so 15 far. 15 out of 18. We just need three. Yeah. No, Matt. Um, oh, go ahead. Well, and, and I'm not – I don't hope this happens. I just want to bring up that this did happen um, in 2008. Um, we did not – I was a 60, 60. 60. Mike Zadig, uh won the trials, but the U.S. did not qualify the yeah. weight for the Olympics. Um, which is like right when I started with Flo. So I was over in China and, you know, like see Mike Zadig, and I was like – I don't know, not everybody. I'm like, what? What's Mike Zadek doing here? Why is he? And he's working out. He's trains kind of, and like just, just in case, just in case, just in case, if something happens, if somebody doesn't show up, if, and I don't even remember what the case was, but he he wrestled, he wrestled at the 2008 Olympics, another 
team didn't show up, or that's why you have a uh, alternate. But you know, I, I, obviously, hopefully, sixty-five goes to the last chance and gets it qualified. I'm just saying, just because you don't qualify the weight doesn't mean it's impossible. Yeah, it was a even more absurd situation than Frank getting in in 2016. So, um, let me make sure I get the 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 sequence right. Uh, Are we talking about 2008 still? Mm-hmm. Okay. The Bulgarian finished second at 2007 Worlds. So he qualified. The previous year's World Championships pretty much always is the first qualifier. So he qualified. Then he blew out his knee in the weeks leading up. To an August. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, your country qualifies, yeah. not you. Yeah. So his backup was supposed to go. On the way to the airport, his backup got in a car accident and was unable to get to China. And essentially, what happened was the USA was the only federation that had an extra athlete on weight there. That's why you bring him. That's why you do it, just in case, yeah. just in case. And I guarantee you, Mike Zadig, if I, if I know him, the whole time he was training like he was going to go. Yeah, and I, I would need – who would have been the coach then, KJ or – An eight? Yeah, it was KJ. And I Terry need, was the national team coach. Yeah, I would need like KJ or Terry or, or, or Mike himself to, to confirm that. But I'm like Dude. 95% sure that was the sequence of events that led to him being able to wrestle in 08. And, and man, he was, he was training injured, right? I mean, didn't he have like that – he had some that chest. sternum pad. He had yeah. like a pad on his chest. And uh, so he's wrestling through all kinds of injuries. He had that thing on, I think, in the Olympics when he wrestled. Yeah. 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 Underneath the singlet. Yeah, he had, like tape. It, was like a, it looked like a challenge brick they use now. <laughs> like taped to his chest, kind of. Maybe it was a camera. Yeah. yeah. No, probably not. Well, probably. And then, yeah, and then he was, he was involved in 2012 when we were trying to – still trying to qualify the Same weight. weight. Same weight. And um, so we – we were out at the Olympic trials in Iowa City in 2012, and and they wrestled the Olympic trials. But who wasn't there? Reese wasn't there. And Reece, Coleman Sean, wasn't Sean there. Bunch. Sean, I think no. Coleman won. Coleman Reece won and the Bunch trials. went over to China or somewhere to, to try, try to qualify. qualify the weight. And I think I think Coleman Scott beat Logan Steber in the finals. I'm not positive. Nomad might know. Um, but then obviously you had the three way wrestle off in at Times Square between. Uh, what was it? First, it was, first it was, Reese and Bunch, right? Reese and Bunch and Bunch won. No, Reese, Bunch won and Bunch wrestled Coleman. No, Bunch waited because Bunch qualified the spot. Coleman wrestled Reese first round, That's almost right. positive, and That's then right. Coleman busted a rib or something. Yeah. And then he won, of course, that dramatic fashion, the last second takedown at the yeah. end to beat the streets for five. So, yeah, in 12, the the situation was the trials overlapped with the first last chance qualifier. Yeah. So it's a second to last chance qualifier. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting. Um, And they had to send someone, but you could send multiple people, if I'm not mistaken. This is when you can still send multiple people. Yeah, I think you could. They sent Bunch and Reese and then basically said if you qualify, you know, or whatever happens, then when you come back, we'll decide who the person is. And Bunch was actually the one that, that qualified the weight. He got he got third in um where was it? In China. Yeah. Taiyun. Taiyun. 
Yeah, so um, I don't know what's going to happen. We got, yeah, our trials, our, our last chance, our trials, the world, tri- you know, last chance. And what if, what if everything stays on this year and there's just so little time? It's like same thing happens, right? If we have to send Zane or Zane and J.O. or whoever overseas while our trials go on and then have a some kind of figure it out, last chance, wrestle off. Within the United States at Round Rock High School? No? Maybe. Man. Well, you got to think, if the Olympics does go on, um, I mean, there's so much money tied into it. Like, they're going to want it to happen. And so I I feel like if the IOC has to choose between having the Olympics at all and just, like, maybe letting in more, more countries than they had planned to because they didn't have time to do all these qualifiers and whatever, they just – I mean, they might prefer to – maybe expand the field over just canceling it or something. I don't know. It just it feels like if the closer it gets to the to the deadline, the more flexible some of this stuff could become. Um, but I don't know. Maybe that's a bad read. Going back looking at 2012 again. So I remember what happened. So you could it was the same thing where you could only enter one per weight. The plan was going to be Bunch could send to the first one, Reese could send to the second one if Bunch didn't qualify there. And uh Bunch was able to Get it done. I want to see who he beat there, because he beat some really good guys there. Man, craziness. We've never the USA has never not had a full free, men's freestyle team at the Olympics. What? Yeah. Say that again. The USA has never not had a full oh, men's freestyle. Never team. Never not had. I missed the not. <laughs> so obviously, not. crazy stuff is attic. Crazy stuff in 2012 with with re, uh, with Coleman end up getting it, and then. Really crazy stuff with all the meldonium, and that was wild. Meldonium. I'm going to get into that because I don't. I don't. I don't think Jordan's going to come on. Yeah, I know they're having some issues. On. So let's get into this for a second. Number one, you had both winners of the last chance qualifier. I forget if it was the first or second one. Pop from meldonium. Yeah. So, which we didn't know. We knew. We knew the one. The one that beat uh, Frank. We didn't know about the other one until. Too late. Months later. They appealed it and were, uh, were still allowed in. So you had you had um, David Habit, who was third on the other side, didn't get in even though the Ukrainian popped. Yeah. And then they all got let in except for Habit. And the thing that really pissed me off about that, the thing that really freaking irked me about that whole Meldonium situation is that WADA puts out the list of banned substances like three or four months in advance yeah. so that guys can understandably take themselves off it so that there'll be no positive tests. Mm-hmm. So technically, you don't have to do that because it, you know, it goes into – the ban goes into effect January 1. But that's such bullcrap that you know in August that you can't do this thing and you still somehow have uh, amounts of it in your system in April. Eight months later, it yeah. was such bullcrap that they allowed those athletes to compete, and it was because they were basically their hands were tied because no, they didn't know the appropriate half life of this thing. So, if you don't know the half life, you could just suggest it could be eight months. It could be yeah, two years. It could, yeah, even though the the because I remember writing about this, like the notice came out months in advance. That was that was crap. I mean, Frank got in and he almost meddled, but. It was a whole freaking deal. 
explain to me how you feel about this situation though, no matter. I'm not sure I got your true feelings on this. So could you try to yeah. try to really convey your emotions? <laughs> like slow down and, and think about it. <clears throat> yeah, it was it was horse crap. Well, was wow. it bull crap or was it horse crap? You said both. Just it was a, it was any large mammals. Stop. <laughs> That's my fault. That's my fault for taking it there. <laughs> We're low on TP around here. Let's just, you know. Yeah. So, uh, for whatever reason, the uh, app or however we use to make these calls with everybody is not working all that great today. They were having a little bit of problems with Jordan, and now they're having um, some technical issues with Jack Mueller. Um, so just bear with us. You know, we'll stay here and keep you having for you, if nothing less. Hopefully, we get these guys to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I don't think they're going to drop this, wait, let me see this. Okay, no, we're all right. I thought they might have to turn the stream off for just a second to try to get this to work. Yeah. Oh, no, don't want to drop the stream, but that might be the fix. Never mind. We will not drop the stream for now. Thank you, guys. All right. Heads up with that. So stream's going to stay on. We're going to stay on. Let's keep Our talking. guests aren't quite here yet, or um, we don't know if they will be, but we got Nomad, so and yeah. Bray. Yeah. Oh, I got a lot. I've, I've been cooped up, so I got a lot of I got a lot you're, of thoughts. You cooped up. You were in Ottawa. The rest of us are cooped up in our, in our houses. Yeah, but since I got back, I've been cooped up. I haven't yeah. been in here. Wait, do you I mean – you come to work and then you go to the state department, stay cooped up, and then you sneak out and do things that. Yeah, you well, you know, I like I like sneaking around. Um, He's such a sneaky so, guy. <laughs> give us a good sneaking around story. Yeah, I, get, I want story time with with the nomad. No, I want to talk about this this NCAA thing. Okay, okay. all right. We, I we have, got a full hour left. I have no idea how they are possibly going to make it work. Yeah, and I, I understand. I understand. You know what? What did one coach say? Like. Uh, incredible circumstances call for incredible med- measures or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where you know this is basically unprecedented. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see how it's going to work. You know, talking to to Coach Ward and, and Coach Ayers, like Ivy Leagues and service academies are pretty strict. Yeah. About how these things work, and maybe they will. Maybe they will give leeway, but if not. That stinks. Then you have guys like Seth Gross and maybe Luke Pletcher who, if I get it, am I even going to take it? Yeah. Then you have things like, okay, so you have 9.9 and there will be some, you know, maybe there will be some forgiveness as far as, you know, if you look at like a salary cap, like, okay, these guys, these guys who get the eligibility relief don't count against your salary cap, you know, your 9.9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they still have to be paid for in some way. Yeah. Well, you have a program like CSUB that's 100%, 100% self-funded. So now they have to self-fund an extra whatever, three, four guys. Yeah. Um, you know, schools with, with five scholarships. I mean, what so many moving there? parts. There, I, yeah, no, I mean, it, feel, it feels almost impossible to pull off the extra season of eligibility. And then – um, somebody brought this up. I mean, I think Coach Ayers or, or Coach Cole brought up yesterday. We're, we're going to have five-time EIWA champs. Are we going to have? I mean, all the statistical records will be, you know, blown away by guys that have an extra season to compete. For me, the only thing that makes sense is we we already have the brackets. Put the tournament on, right? Like if it's in June or July or whatever. We. I mean, that's, what if it's September? September's October. a no-go. So, so it's, too, uh, you have a, it's a, no-go. a little too late. Some no, I'm just kidding. Any, any month. I don't care when it is. Put it, like, like if it's, you know, uh, somebody yesterday, maybe it was Coach Ayers said December, right, or whatever, and we I, 
I don't know. I, I, I don't know when the timing is, but we have everything. The season is the season is complete, all but one tournament. And I would I would love for the NCAA to say, athletes, we're going to give you you know six weeks to get ready, and or you know whenever this quarantine is over, and we'll figure out how to do it. And if it's if it's in a high school gym and there are no spectators, and and that's what it is, fine. If it's I don't know, but I would that I would love to see that. So and, and I'm I'm with you, no man. I said this yesterday, like. As much as I, I think I would like this to happen for the athletes, I just realistically don't know if it will or can. But then I stop and think, I'm like, they're doing it for the spring sports. They're, they will figure out what to do about scholarships and what to do about some well, of these other questions we have. They, now, si- they said they're going to do it. Now, that is bad PR, obviously. If you're like, yeah, it's definitely going to happen. And then you start unpacking it and you're like, oh, yeah. we can't do this. But it's also a little different because they played – three weeks of their season. Yeah, we wrestled eight-ninths of ours. And then, again, you know, everybody's bringing up the point of qualifiers versus everybody because, yes, the qualifiers were the, are the only ones who affected in the sense that everyone else's season is complete, but the season wasn't completed. Yeah. So, therefore, does it get completely wiped off the books? How about roster caps? Yeah. You got incoming freshmen. Well, what about a guy like uh, Anthony Kassar? Well, he's, I mean, he's done, right? But what, what, he had eligibility? But theoretically. It, well, what right? did he say yesterday? A guy like him. Sure. Zahid, right, sure, Zahid sure, sure. right? Would he sure. be able to wrestle next year? And that's yeah. a different circumstance, but you get what I'm saying. Kaladzic, yeah. for, yeah. for Christ's sake. A guy, what does he have? Eight? I don't know how many matches. Not a lot. He had like 14 matches. Okay. More than I thought. But he definitely didn't wrestle a full season. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I don't know. I, 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 just, I want to see the tournament. I know. It's over. It's canceled. But I want to see it. And... Obviously, even if that does happen, uh, there will certainly be guys who needed a needed a you know s- surgery after the season, and they're they're going to get that surgery, not counting on this tournament. Maybe they're not in the field, or there are going to be guys. We talked about this a little bit this morning. There are going to be guys who, um, you know, they're seniors. They're going to graduate, and so no, they're no, they're considering themselves no longer under NCAA control. And so if they go s- sign a shoe deal. Or if they go do something that would be an NCAA violation because they're not technically under the NCAA anymore, but then all of a sudden they are, I mean, the NCAA would have to either be flexible there or there would be guys that are, you know, no longer in the field, whatever. So, I mean, it would even, even that championship would have a massive asterisk next to it if we did run it back in the summer, but yeah. um, I would still love to see it. What do you want to do, Bader? I'm working on a response here from Tyler, our producer, to get an idea of what we might do. Let me get this one response, and then so we may. Yeah, it just depends how long it's going to take. We may need to stop this stream. Could be five minutes. Could be forty-five. So it, I'm, I'm very torn, right? Because obviously we have a lot of things to say, and we, I mean, hell, we could maybe even fill the rest of the time just kind of debating all this and sharing stories from from the year. But yep. there's, I also. The whole point that we're doing this is to hear the athletes and the coaches' perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's take a break. Yeah. So here's what we're going to do, folks. We are receiving a little bit of technical difficulties. We've been kind of keeping you abreast of the situation. Our producers and back say we're going to have to turn this stream off and turn it back on. Could take five minutes. Could take 45. We'll keep you posted um, on social. You know, we'll, um, Flow Wrestling will send out tweets, Instagram, whatever. Um, and, and we'll hopefully start with Jordan Oliver because I think we're going to be able to get to him. Move on to Jack Mueller and then have Doug Schwab. Uh, we'll reach out to all those guys, let them know they're pushed back a little bit. So hang tight. Go take a break. <clears throat> wash your hands. And, yeah, let's uh, go wash your hands. We'll come back here as soon as we can. All right? Thanks.
We're back. Short little technical issue. Stud producers in the back. Got it all fixed up. And we are joined with our next guest, Mr. Jordan Oliver. Jordan, how you doing today? Now, we just heard him a second ago. A second ago. Now I'm not hearing audio. All right, Jordan. Psych. <laughs> Tyler. You can hear me? I got you now. There you are. There you are. We're good to go, man. How's everything going today? Everything's good. Slept in. One of the rare days you get to sleep in and and have an off day. So I'll go in later, do probably just like a little sauna stretch, but everything's good. Yeah, you said, um, you know, I asked you to come on yesterday. You said Wednesday's better because it's a day off. So is it just training like normal for you right now, you know, with everything going on or, or what can you do? Who can you train with guys? Can you wrestle? Can you only, I don't know. Uh, well, it's training like normal. I mean, UNC shut down. So we sent a lot of our wrestlers home. If not mm-hmm. all of them, some guys live in proximity to the campus. So, uh, we have guys like AC Headley that stayed. And then I have Kennedy Monday, uh, and obviously Coleman Scott and Tony Ramos. So that's a, Huge plus for me. Uh, so we're continuing to work out and, and follow our daily routine and schedule. And like I've always said, consistency is key for me. Uh, and it's great because Princeton shut down. So with Princeton shutting down, I get Quincy back. So I get oh. Quincy Monday to train with too. So he just got home Monday. Um, so here in the next couple of days, we'll be setting up workouts with him. But um I had a guy like Josh Kendig come down. He lives an hour away. So I've worked out with him my whole life. So my training is, uh, I want to say, always improving, right? So it, it stinks with everything that's happened. But for me, it's just stay at it, stay consistent. And, and now I got more more time to grow in different areas that I think I need to help. Um, does it change the type of training, right? You probably base your intensity or lack thereof on on how far away you are from the trials, trying to get set so you feel perfect on what it was April fourth or whatever. Now it's like I right. May, June, who knows? Late April, when's this going to be? So, have you had to like readjust what you're actually doing within your workouts? Uh I mean, I go a little bit longer, but nothing really changes for me, right? I, I go in and. I don't know. It's 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 hard to say. Like, like there's some times where coaches want you to taper, right? Or even they call it peaking. But one yeah. thing, like me and and then I learned from Coach Smith is is peaking is just a mental state of mind, you know. Uh, so for me, it's training. I train hard every day. I, I train. Uh, I want to get the maximum capacity out of my training. So. Uh, Nothing really changes unless we get within five days of competition. And then usually that's when I take the time really to, to be really strict with my diet. And, you know, I don't do my weight cuts until the last day, you know. So for me, it's nothing really changes. I'm training hard. I'm doing the same exact thing that I do uh, training every day. And obviously we're incorporating different positions and doing uh, different things to – improve my my conditioning in my legs and, and my foot motion and uh, conditioning in my arms and shoulders so I'm able to withstand, you know, pops and hand fight and, and just executing shots. So uh, we haven't really backed off, 
which I like for me. It's when I start backing off, I'm like, even though I might not say it sometimes to my coach, I'm sitting there and I'm like, do I need more? Like, I'm not tired enough right now. So do I need more? Am I not doing enough? So all of that starts getting flowing and I'm just like, and, and I guess that's having the ability to trust in your coaches and to trust in your team around you uh, to know that, you know, whatever they're putting you through and whatever you're doing is, is enough. Uh, but me, I love wrestling. So I get in there and then usually I'm doing an hour to an hour and a half, maybe two hours long. Uh, but like say we stop at around 55 minutes, 50 minutes, and even an hour sometimes I'm like, this ain't enough. I'm not breathing hard enough. I feel like I still got pop in me. I need to go a little bit more. So uh, nothing really backs off no matter what competition it is. Maybe just engage in different positions and, and, and trying to figure out uh, – you know what I'll see the feels that I'll get uh, but you know one big thing in the, in the past for me has always been weight so I always had to taper a little bit uh, further out from the tournament and start really focusing on my weight but me being down uh, and not having that anxiety of worrying about oh I gotta I gotta lose this much weight in this practice now I'm going in you know focused on the areas I need to get better in and just really improving my condition and I want to improve my condition and even from where it's been at you know uh if I'm able to attack 100 times in 10 seconds even better <laughs> right so for me it's just steady improving conditioning sharpen up my tools that I have and then you know adding one or two things here and there with my finishes my parterre and uh getting in those funky positions so, uh, you know, a lot of people ask me, are you bummed? Yeah, I'm bummed because I love competing. I love showcasing everything that I've worked for and, and putting it out under the lights, you know. And, and now it's just, you know, I have a little bit more time to prepare and, and you know, sort. Sure. Um, you, you said, you know, 55 minutes an hour i'm not breathing hard enough i gotta keep going are there ever days where you don't need to you know it's okay to not be out of breath maybe you're working slower and more technical or is most practices you're like i need to get feel exhaustion right that's that's where you got to find the happy median right because it's like some days i go in and it's it's meant to be a drill it's meant to step through technique fill positions and then my partner I'm going with, you know, uh, it turns into the Olympic gold medal match. <laughs> you know, so it's like, okay, you want to go there? Let's go there. So all of a sudden, the intensity picks up, and sure enough, drilling just went to 70% live. And then if I give up a point or it really, really gets me mad, then we're going full 100%. And I'm like, take the time off the clock. I don't want them to see a clock. <laughs> and I just try to take them into deep waters, whether it's 30, 40 minutes of just executing and just, you know, smothering my uh, my partner. And some days they hate me, and some days it's it's good. So there's days where we go in and it's just light, you know, drill, get through positions. But, you know, most of the times by the end of that practice, it turns into, okay, let's, let's compete a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um... 
as far as like setting up your workouts and what you're going to do each day, is that are you kind of doing that yourself? Is is Kenny Monday or or Coleman or or Tony or anybody kind of helping you put a like a regimen together? Uh, they all have influence on it, right? Uh, especially going into my mat workouts. Uh, but for the morning, it, the most part, it's it's based on things I've always done. You know, a big part for me is um, getting in miles. You know, and it's not so much of just getting on a treadmill and seeing how fast I can sprint five miles. Right? It's getting on a treadmill, getting my my feet moving consistently for a long time. Um, that I I I've feel like it, it correlates directly with my foot movement and my footwork um, on the mat and being able to to withstand my patterns and, and just my leg endurance when I'm wrestling. Now, with that being said, obviously I have foot uh, drills that Coach Monday is consistently putting me through. Shot drills, I'm getting consistently put through. Sprints, you know, bags, med ball slams, all of that. But the morning I take more so on my own where I'll go in and I'll lift. Um, I'll do like a little lift circuit, but then I'll run, you know, just to get my miles in. You know, I run probably – you know, five to seven miles a day. Wow. You know, so for me, that 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 not only helps with my footwork, but it helps me maintain staying lean and, and, and competitive shape. But also it gives me that, that extra um for mentality knowing, you know, I put in the miles, I put in the time, I'm conditioned, I can go five hours if we need to, right? So I don't want to look too, too far ahead with all this chaos with, you know, the weight's not qualified. For for us, it's like, what's the next competition, right? Nobody can go to the last chance qualifier if we don't have an Olympic team trials winner, right, or, or somebody to pick from to send to that last chance qualifier. Uh, so for me, it's like, don't get too far ahead, but also don't look in the past to see sure, like, see what I'm doing good and what I'm doing right, but also see what I can add on to and just stay consistent in what I'm doing because obviously it's working, but you don't want to overdo it, right? Because there's sometimes where I'm like, well, that wasn't enough when I hit five miles. I'm like, well, let me do an extra three miles on top of that. But then that'll carry in, right? Because then I'll feel it in my wrestling workout and now I'm not maximizing my wrestling. So it's you know, being smart with your training, but also believing in what you're doing. And, and you know, the results have helped me uh, see that what I'm doing is is I'm doing the right things. Uh, now it's just adding on a little bit, and it's not overtraining. You never want to overtrain. You know, there was there's a, maybe three weeks ago where I, I tweeted, I was like, I, I wrestled today until I physically couldn't walk. And... Uh, I overdid it that day. Like the next day I was like, I was excited for the next day. And then the night came, I fell asleep. I woke up and I was like, I'm 29 years old. You know what I mean? Like I felt it. I was like, man, I, I better get in a bath and soak a little bit. And and then I ended up having to just do a little bit of running that day. And I took off the mat just because, you know, I'm not able to go in anymore when I was 20, 21 years old, just crack my neck, no warm up. Let's get it. <laughs> Right, so I can't do that anymore. So it's it's definitely being smart about my training, but um, 
I just feel like what I'm doing is is helping me a lot. So there's not too much I need to add. And obviously, I don't want to overdo it, but I never want to have the feeling that I'm underdoing it. And I think my coaches have that ability to see when it's time to, to pull back on the leash and also, you know, unchain me and let me run free. Uh, hey, Jordan, how did you um, find out that, uh, you know, we didn't end up qualifying the weight? Were, were you watching the match or did you find on social media, like, were you practicing? How did you kind of find out that it was going to be up to the trials winner to, to get this done? Um, I'm just guessing that, right, because the trials are going to be before the last chance qualifier. Uh, hopefully not a too too quick of a turnaround, but either way we'll be prepared. Uh but I was following it. I don't really watch too much because I don't – I watch the some of the guys, but I don't want to watch too much to where I'm starting to involve myself where I'm like, what is he doing? What is his – like how is he setting this up when he takes his shot? Where is he at? I don't want to get too involved in, okay, what is my opponent doing? It's always, you know, this year solely has been what am I doing good and – can I wrestle my style better than my opponent wrestles his style? Uh, so I was following along in, in one of those rare tweets you ever see. And don't get me wrong, I'm always for Team USA. Uh, but one of those rare tweets you see me, you know, I'm, I'm back in Zane. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for Zane because obviously it's not just for Zane. It's for the USA to qualify 65 kilos. So um, I was following real tight along the lines of, Twitter and, and UWW and Flow and um, just keeping up with that. But then I saw I saw Twitter go crazy. But actually, my phone had died. And so I, I put my phone on the charger. And as soon as it turns on, there's like 50 texts. And I'm oh, like, wow. oh, this isn't good. Like, what is this? And I got like all these people tweet like texting me. And I'm like, I'm reading through them. And then I got the gist. And first one I I see is like you can't get pinned in a lace, and I'm like no, no. And obviously, man, Zane is a hard worker. Zane is a very good competitor, and he lets it fly. Like that's not his fault. He got caught in a bad situation, and that guy is a strong competitor. I've wrestled him. Uh, in Bulgaria two years ago, Yanni wrestled him, and it was a, a it was a dominating match. But he start uh, coming back, so it, it, the score looked closer than it was. But that guy's a strong and and and, and good competitor. So when you get um, when you get to the high level, you know uh, there's always a possibility of you know getting taken down and getting caught in a lace and getting rolled and getting tech. Right, he's one move away from getting a tech fall in 30 seconds, right? Gets in on a shot, falls into a lace. If I'm in that same position, I'm chasing that lace as well. I believe if you put anybody in that position, they're chasing the lace as well. So um, it was just an unfortunate event for Zane, and it'll be a learning experience for him. And anything for us, it it, it puts pressure uh, on the guys at 65, but pressure makes diamonds. 
You know what I mean? We're, it's, we're, we're not too worried about qualifying this way. We're, we're worried about making this team. And then the guy that comes out of that Olympic team. Oh, boy. <clears throat> Back to the old business. Gone? There he is. There he gotcha. Go. Sorry. No, it's uh, your fault. So I believe the guy, whoever whoever comes out on top, will be more than prepared. And, and we'll be working together to go get this weight qualified. It's not just uh, uh, me. You know, it's not just Zane. It's not just Yanni, McKenna, Molinero, whoever it might be. Once, you know, the dog fight's over in the U.S., you know, we got to help each other to go qualify this weight. It, it, it's way more than an individual uh, because we have such a solid team and we have solid individuals that – you know, at the end of the day, we might chirp and, and try to rip each other's, other's throats out. You know what I mean? But we're a team, you know, and we're, we're backing one another. So I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's – we got to take the hard road, right? People like to call it the hard road. But for us competitors, hey, it's another competition, another way to see, you know, where our weaknesses are. Hopefully, we don't see too many in the last chance qualifier, right? and places we can improve but also we'll have an opportunity uh, to get our, our our hands on on the high level guys that we might see you know a couple months down the road at the olympic games and it'll only give us an advantage jordan i hate to even go down this road but it's got to be in the back of everybody's mind have you thought about this a, a potential scenario where man everything's just canceled it's either pushed two years or pushed at least one year or just flat out canceled. I'm talking about the Olympics. Are you, are you even letting yourself think that? Or are you like, no, I gotta, can't even think that? Uh, I think everybody, including myself, uh, knows that's a, a, a possibility, right? So you got to be prepared for it uh, mentally just because us as high athletes, this is what we've trained for our whole life, Right to go represent the United States in the Olympic Games, to go bring home a medal and bring home some hardware, uh, to compete at the highest level there is. So uh, I think to an extent, for me, it's almost like the same mentality. Treat it as like it's your last rodeo, right? I got to put everything I, I, I invested into this and, and attack it like, you know, the Olympics are tomorrow. Uh, with that being said, I don't think you hound too much on it. Like I said, we're still in the in the phase of, of making a team, but it's still a thought, but you can't let it consume you just because, you know, for a guy like me, you tell me the Olympics are canceled, I'm in four pints of ice cream <laughs> two minutes later. You know, I might be 74, you know, 79 kilo. So... Uh, it would be a real tragedy for that to happen, especially with everything going on, the NCAAs being canceled mm -hmm. and things like that. But uh, you got high hopes and high spirits and, and just positive thinking that the show will go on. And whether it's postponed a couple months or postponed a year, you know, uh, you just got to be ready for, for every outcome, you know, prepare for the worst and pray for the best. I gotta, I gotta ask. Of those four pints of ice cream, what, what kind of flavors are we talking about? Oh man, we're, 
Well, I'm getting some Ben and Jerry's half baked ice cream for sure. Oh, chocolate chip cookie dough meets strong fudge brownie. Right. So yeah. Oh, then so you got Hockin Dazs peanut butter chocolate, chocolate peanut <laughs> butter. So good. Uh, Talenti's chocolate chip cookie dough. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But there's this, and then there's this new place that's kind of healthier ice cream, right? But how how healthy can ice cream get and if it gets too healthy you're like i don't want this like <laughs> this just it, it just don't do it right but yeah. there's this there's this place called meat fresh and it's like a, a a vietnamese like dessert ice cream but the ice cream is like it's huge it's like a it's like a big like volcano looking thing and it it's all shaved ice, but it has all these dessert <laughs> toppings. You're like, yeah, just add that. Add a little bit of that. Just put it all in there. I'll eat it up. I can, I can see the twinkle and the stars in your eyes as you talk about these different flavors um, of ice cream. So I'm glad. I'm oh, glad yeah. You're... <laughs> Big ice cream fan. Big ice cream fan. It's something I had to, had to cut out. Um, I always wait yearly on, like, the Chick-fil-A peach seasonal shake. Okay. So, I mean, I made some sacrifices. I, I changed up the diet and, and things like that. But as you can see, ice cream's a big, big hit. Yeah, looks like it. Um, we got just a couple, <laughs> just a couple minutes left with you left, Jordan. Um, any, any, you know, thing you want to tell us? Any words? What's going on in your life? Corona, wrestling? I don't know. Ice cream? We kind of covered that. Uh, not too much, man. Just, just. You know, I'm a I'm a big guy at winning each and every day and every decision. Well, you know, and I was doing the countdown and and my life right now it's it's very simple, but it's 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 all Olympic coordinated. You know, it's 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 all oriented with the Olympic wrestling and, and going to win. Uh, obviously, you got to have downtime and, and get away from it. But even when you want to get away from it. There's no getting away from it. Whoever tells you to, you need a release and you're going to get away from it, they're completely lying. I can't. Because it's always in the back of your head like, okay, what, what can I do? Even if you're at the beach, you're like, man, let me get some foot drills here in the sand. Maybe some down blocks. You know, so uh, not too much is going on for me. Just, you know, staying ready uh, mentally, physically, and, and uh I'm counting down the days where I can eat ice cream without having to thought, okay, I need to step on that scale. <laughs> so uh, I think right now for uh, the wrestling community, it's just, you know, it's easy to think negative, right? If one thing wrestling has, you know, taught me, it's, it's, it's easy to let the negatives in. You know, it's easy to say I could have done this better, I could have done this, I should have changed this. Um uh, it's the hard route of thinking, you know, the positive way and, and making the best out of the worst, right? So uh, I just say as like a wrestling community, as a, as, as a person in the wrestling community, we got to stay strong, but we got to stay together. You know, a lot of people are ranting about this and that. And one thing we tend to hold on to is the past, right? And, and decisions were made, things have went down. Uh, that now, you know, even being today, tomorrow, this will be the past. I got to yeah. let it go. I got to 
forward and, and I got to continue to grow, not only as an athlete, I got to continue to grow as a person. And I, I think that speaks volumes of anybody that's able, you know, uh, yeah, you learn from the past, but you got to let it go. You got to move on, right? And then there's going to be new endeavors and, and new obstacles you got to climb and, and go through. So um, being prepared and, and, and living in the, in, the, in the moment, right? And um, yeah, we can rant and rave about this should have happened and this should have happened and so-and-so should have went a different way about handling this. Uh, I think all in all for the best of, of the athlete's health and, and the conditions that's going on, um, I think it was for the best for everybody. You know, you see high-level high athletes, you know, being coming up positive with the coronavirus and, and uh, wrestling is contact sport. So if somebody, <laughs> one person has it, Everybody has it, I guarantee you. We're sharing sweat, sitting in saunas, rolling around. Even when you're not in a wrestling environment, when I see one of you guys, I'm like grabbing on, arm dragging, grabbing a single. Oh, yeah. Hey, how you doing? You know, that's our handshake. Yeah. So uh, as for the coronavirus, I'm not going to jinx myself. I'm going to knock on wood right now, but I'm too strong for it. <laughs> too strong. That's All the wrestler's right. mentality. Yep. Yeah. Well, be safe as well, Jordan. Appreciate the time as always. I uh, wish you the best of luck, and as soon as you get to get back and do this thing, and uh, you have a great day. Thank you. You as well. I appreciate you having me on the show and being able to share some thoughts and and my ice cream <laughs> adventures. I appreciate that. I'm gonna go get some ice cream after. Well, I don't know if they have it at the ice cream store, but one of these days I'll go get some ice cream, Jordan. Have a great day. Yeah. Have one for me. Have a good <laughs> one, guys. I will. Nice, Thanks. <clears throat> All right, we're going to roll from Jordan Oliver, which was great to talk to him and hear what he's kind of up to, to Jack Mueller, NCA runner-up a year ago on the line, University of Virginia. Um, Jack, how's everything going today? It's going well. Oh, um, I'm here. We, at the, see if we can just get Jack on there and yeah. get that audio going, too. We'll get just Jack, um, and we can come back to Coach in a minute. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get Coach Schwab in after this. Can you hear us, Jack? Yeah, yeah, hey, I can hear you. you. Give us one second. We have a roll in here. We got just a. All right, I think uh, we got you. Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. There you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing well. How are y'all? Oh, we're good. You know, trying uh, to handle what's going on and stop touching each other. And this is about as close <laughs> as I wanted to get to anybody. Um, I mean, it, it goes without saying, right? You're a senior. You're an NCAA finalist. This was your last chance at an NCAA title. Just where, where were you at on Thursday compared to where you're at today uh, mentally and, and emotionally? Uh, you know, I got hit kind of – on Thursday, they, they told me the news, and I was just like, what? <laughs> you know? Like, I was so confused. Like, there was no closure, no nothing. Like, I don't know. It was it was a shocker for sure. Um, but like a couple of days later, it was like, all right, yeah, I'm not gonna get my my chance. Um, I don't know. You know, it's it's still weird. It's it's really weird. Um, it's kind of been interesting because we've been talking to all these different coaches and teams and hearing their stories of kind of 
how the news got broke to you and was it with your team or just your coach or did you find out on social media? We were all hanging out um, because UVA, I guess the ACC all pulled out Oh yeah. Um, before the NCAA canceled it. And so we were talking and it was like, they said daily, um, like they're going to go day by day. So it was like, okay, we'll keep our weight down. Maybe this will just pass over because it's just a freak out from everyone. It's not a big deal. And then boom, whenever we were saying that, it was like NCAAs are canceled. And it was just like, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What did you what you what you do that night? Did you just did you go home home? Did you go back to your apartment and just sit around? Did you go get ice cream? Yeah, no, I went straight to the grocery store. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was like I was like tearing up, like crying, grabbing like chips and ice cream and donuts, just like People were looking at me like, what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Did his girlfriend just um, break up with him? <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, yeah, it was bad. I sent a picture to my brother um, of like all the food I was going to eat. And right before I did that, he sent me a video of him like, and he was bawling, crying for me. And it was like, thank you so much for like everything you've done through the sport um you brought our family closer together and all this thing all these things it was like a two minute long video and um super touching and i didn't look at the video before i sent him the picture of my food <laughs> and so it was just like this really touching video and then boom all that i like was about to eat and i was just like i watched the video after i was like oh wait no i, I swear i'm not an a-hole like <laughs> it's bad. that's really cool is your yeah. brother older or younger Older, so he wrestled at UNC. He was a two-time NCAA qualifier for them. Okay, wow, that's really cool that oh, no. uh, he, he sent you that video. Uh, I'm losing y'all. Yeah, we've been, we've been struggling a little bit today. Can you hear us? Of course not. Uh, Bray, what's your kind of uh, favorite ice cream? Uh, you know, things that uh, involve chocolate and, and peanut butter. Are good. So Jordan like, talking about that Hagen Dazs one. Reasons. I gotta go check that out. Yeah, yeah. The first one he named, half baked, is is probably my go to. I like that he went three or four, four <laughs> different kinds. <laughs> yes. He didn't just he didn't just go four pints of of half baked or four yeah. pints of Hagen Dazs. He goes yeah. Ben Jerry's, Hagen Dazs, Talenti, and then you know whatever it's there in Chapel Hill. To be able to do that, you have to have sampled like every <laughs> offering from each of these companies to be able to know like. <laughs> This company does this one right. This company does this one right. Most yeah. most wrestlers are serious about their weight. Are serious about uh, maybe some sweets once their weights. Not, yeah, not a thing anymore. Back in the yeah, back in the days, like right after you get done, like you don't have to make weight for a long time. It's like any food item you buy, like you pretty much buy to consume the entire that entire. Yes, yes. Like, like take the top off. Yeah, throw it don't away. Don't need the top anymore. Throw it away. Don't yeah. need it. We're not going to need yeah. it. Yeah. Ice cream, huh? Ice cream. You scream. We all scream. For ice cream. All right, let's see if we can get... Uh... We're working on Jack Mueller, Freaking, I think. Uh, man, Jack is one of the ones I really want to talk to, too, because senior, never won it, you know, and especially coming off coming off the loss of the ACCs, I'm sure he would have come to NCAAs like a bat out of hell. 
and you know looking to become a I think UVH is third three-time All-American. Wow. You know, probably, I mean, probably the best guy in program history. Yeah. Opportunity to win a title, and, yeah, it's already been in the finals and All-American. Was he fourth? He Aside Well, he that? was sixth his freshman year. Sixth. Um, lost in the semis and then defaulted out. Uh, then, you know, went up 33 and tough weight, didn't place, and I think he said – Back down to 25, I go, and, man, outside of two or three matches over the past two years, it's been nothing but incredible. Yeah, yeah, he's a hammer, absolutely. Um, it does, I, I don't know if our if our producers are... They're working saying, to get Jack back, I mean, uh, yeah, Mueller back on the line, we'll see. Looks like, I mean, it does look, oh, it looks like he might be... Uh, do we have Jack some, back? Some we'll, movement back there, maybe? Oh, yeah, I see some movement, but... He's also shaking his head like he maybe can't hear us. Yeah. Yeah. Audio is. Can you hear me? Yes. I, I, there you are. We're back. What is going on, man? I'm blaming it on COVID 19. <laughs> yeah. It, it's eating up the internet connection all around the world. Little little choppy, but we're going we're gonna to make do with, with oh, what we can. It's attacking us. Yeah. Mm, now you sound like. Uh, <laughs> Mueller's in the, the, the tunnel. Yeah. It's not you, it's me. Jeez. Uh, I heard that. He said, oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, we'll roll with it, and if it gets worse, we're just going to have to end it, Jack. But um, right. where were we? I don't even know where we were. <laughs> so I, I want to hear about uh, what, you know, y- yourself as a senior, maybe what any of the seniors, <laughs> particularly the NCAA qualifiers, were saying to uh, to the team there, Jack. He's probably having a harder time hearing us as we are him. Yeah, I think I think we might have lost him. We got we got Jack Miller in super yeah. slow mo here. I think Schwab's laughing at us too. Yeah, yeah, I can see Coach Schwab on the call. Man, this has been a day of uh, adversity, but hey, you, you all these days are days yeah, of right? You, you face adversity. No, I try no. You figure it out. You get the next best thing. Now, can you hear us, Jack? Nice jumping around. You know, better with this. Yeah, I think that's a little better. Yeah, we'll give it a roll. Nomad, do you have a question? I, I was just asking about what you know, what would uh, you yourself and any of the other seniors said uh, when they found out the news. Uh, well, I'm the only senior, so I had a oh really great time with. Yeah, I had a great time with this team. It was a, uh, it was genuinely the best team I'd, I'd ever been a part of. And so I just uh, I thank them for making it a great year, and I said go get it for me next year. Um, and it, it hurt, you know, it hurt. And I had a lot of people coming up and hugging me and and loving on me. But uh, at the end of the day, like all I can do is is tell them not to waste a single day because you never know when it's gone. <laughs> That's for sure. You never know. Um. And, and we kind of talked about this with Coach, you know, I think it was Ward earlier in the, <clears throat> earlier today. But, you know, typically we 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 judge the season by the next three days, really, tomorrow, Friday, and Saturday, if, if everything would have happened. We don't have that. So when you look back at this year, how did it go? Are you, you know, do you say, hey, I did a great job, and that's, I can judge it on that? On, on just kind of how your season went so far? Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, my last match, my ACC finals match, was one of the worst matches I'd ever wrestled in my college career. 
And, uh, you know, I think that with that, it was like, I was kind of sitting on top of the world before it, you know, I felt like I couldn't be touched and I felt like there was only one guy that could beat me. And then sure enough, someone that I overlooked beat me. And so I think that it's really, what I take this season is that I like anyone ever, and that trusted me. So I think there was a lot of times in, in practice and stuff where I was just zoned in on one guy. Like, okay, how do I stop Spencer's go single, boom, high C? How do I stop Spencer's tie when he does this? How do I stop Spencer's top when he does this? Rather than paying attention to what Trent's saying, Travis is saying, Coach Garland, uh, I just – did I freeze? A little bit. Am I still here? I can, I can follow. I'm following your story. It's a little choppy, but I'm following you. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I just felt weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a. It's a weird situation to be in. It was Enjoyed life. Yeah, I don't know. It just this is so. This, I don't know if y'all hear me or not. Yeah, I'm um, hearing you. It's. I'm just at a loss for words, you know. Like I, I don't know how this season went. Yeah, like, I wrestled, I won matches big, and I lost another ACC championship. And I worked hard. I, I can tell you what the week after NCAA's or ACC's, I was locked in, and I was having some of the best practices of my life. So I think that I was going in hot. Um, but we'll never know. We'll never know. Sure. I mean. I- I don't know if you've been able to or even thought about, but can you take a step back and just look at your college career as, as a whole, and including this season for whatever it was, which was 90-something percent of it, you know, when you look back at your college career, what do you think, feel about it? Are you proud? Are you happy? Can you at least, I mean, I know you have to live with what happened this year, but just kind of your overall sense of how you view your college career. Uh, it, was, uh, it was everything I dreamed of, you know. Uh, I've been wrestling since I was three, and I always dreamed of wrestling for some big D1 school. And uh, I didn't get a national title, sure, yeah. But uh, it was everything I ever wanted, you know. It wasn't it wasn't a job, it wasn't a burden. It was it was my dream. So I I love it. I love looking back on it. Jack. Uh... You know, obviously things are kind of in limbo right now with with Olympic trials and, you know, who knows how long this thing's going to go. Do you see – do you see yourself trying to, you know, go last chance qualifier? Do you see yourself going into coaching? Do you see yourself saying, thank you, wrestling. I'm going to go make a ton of money right now and, uh, you know, I'll go go watch matches. But what's next for you? I've got the itch to compete. (laughs) That's for sure. So, uh, yeah, I'll I'll be at last chance. Um, and then get an RTC, uh, I don't know where I'm going to be, um, yet. I've gotten a few like offers from places and I'm excited to kind of test the waters a little bit. Um, but I want to compete and I want to go in Olympic cycle and then see where, where I'm at with wrestling after that. Jack, if they were to offer somehow offer eligibility to seniors, you know, and they said you could wrestle next year, whatever that looked like, is that something you 
would be interested or even could do. I know some guys have jobs getting ready for it and whatnot, but if they said it's a thing and you have to apply or whatever, w- would you apply for that? Yeah, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not going 25. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I'll be at 33 if I get an eligibility. Yeah, you, you keep keep a couple yeah. of potato chips <laughs> in that cart. Yeah, yeah. I, and I said, hey, eligibility, if they're giving it back, I'm here. But uh, I'm not going 25. Got it. <laughs> Okay, Jack, I, I'm sorry, we're kind of short on time, but everything kind of got slided, slid back because of uh, some technical mm-hmm. issues, and, and we are going to have to run here in just a minute, but I, I kind of want to open the floor up to you and um, let you say anything you want to say. Uh, just I'm thankful for the sport of wrestling, and uh, to anyone watching this, don't ever, don't ever take a practice for granted. Don't ever take a run for granted. Um, just go out and work hard because it can it can go away real quick awesome jack i appreciate the time wish you the best of luck um it looks like we'll be seeing you on the senior level here sooner than later so um have a great day stay safe and and we'll talk to you soon yeah thank you all right thank you all right and then that brings us to our final guest of the well we're into the afternoon now um, better late than never. We got Doug Schwab, University of Northern Iowa head coach. Doug, how how's everything with you? That's going all right, man. How are you guys doing? We're doing we're doing well. Um, are you at home? Where are you at right now? Yeah, well, I'm, my wife's got a studio, so we converted our garage into a studio because she does she does uh, pictures. So sure. I'm out there right now. This is this is the only place that's quiet right now in, in our home. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all four kids at home. Is it a madhouse in there with you right now? Yeah, a little bit, but that's that's okay. That's how it should be. <laughs> sure. Um, let's just go back to last week, you know, and I've been asking everybody this and similar, some, some different answers, you know. How did things go down? Basically, how did things unravel Thursday in your world and then eventually having to, I don't know, talk to the team or – individuals anything you want to care, care to share with us about that uh, i mean you know you started hearing things um, yeah and you know you wanted it confirmed and actually i think the ncaa thing came out just a few minutes before practice started yeah. uh and so you know you I, I had some things ready and you compose yourself um and then you have a conversation with the guys you know and and you talk to them about how much you care about them, how much you love them, but that this opportunity is gone. And, you know, you remind them there's going to be more opportunities. And also you remind them that, uh, you know, what they've done for the program. Cause we have some incredible seniors, you know, we had four seniors that were going to that tournament um, that they really raised the level of our program. Um, and they're leaving something behind that is bigger than any NCAA title. I mean, they're just how they've went about things, how they've represented the program. Um, that's something that's going to last forever, you know. And so their mark, their marks left. Um, you know, you you hurt with them, and some guys got up and talked, and some guys cried, and other guys cried. Um, coach cried, <laughs> you know, because I mean, you, you know, you feel for the guys, but you also, you know, you understand that hey, this isn't a death. Um, it's not. You know, I mean, life is going to continue to move. And and one thing that we challenge our guys always is is how do you move forward? What do you learn from this and how do you become better from this? Even in the toughest moments, right? And I've been really impressed with our guys, how they've handled it so far. 
um, and we'll continue to make sure that it makes them better, right? And not and not bitter because you know you can you can get bitter at situations like this and ask why. And you know what? I, I don't know. I, something will come clear in the future. I don't know what it is, um, but I believe that man, we're going to make the best of this situation. And I know I'll be a better coach for it. Um, I think our guys will be better in whatever they do, um, whatever arena they go into. Um, they're going to be more prepared for it. And I think that's the great thing about wrestling is is uh, how it's prepared these guys for setbacks, adversity, whatever it is. They're, they're not they're not thrown off by it. Their roots are really deep. And I don't know, I, I feel good about um, if we send these guys out in the world, they're prepared for it. Um, you mentioned the four seniors, and there's there's one guy in particular that comes to mind, and that's Taylor Lujan. You know, he's been yeah. right on the edge of becoming an All American, right on the doorstep, and has a, a phenomenal year. And he's, I think, he's the number one seed, right, going into the tournament, yeah. and just like, not only am I going to hopefully get my first All American, I'm going to hopefully stand on top of the whole dang thing. Man, what you know? What do you say to a kid like him? I'm sure it's tough with all of them, but that's the one he comes to yeah, mind it's... in particular. <laughs> Um, you know, he earned that though. I think that's, you know, that, that can't be lost is that you earn that number one seed. You know, I mean, you, everyone else knows what we already know and what we believe that you're the best guy in the country. Right. Um, yeah. and you proved it throughout the year, you know, he, he hadn't lost a match since Las Vegas. Um, and you know, that Vegas bracket was, was a mini national tournament. Um, you know, you feel for all the guys because they all lost opportunities. And, and, you know, I was listening to Mueller talk and, and, you know, it's one thing I will continue to remind myself and remind the athletes that are in our program is that you can't take anything for granted, any opportunity. You have no idea what's going to happen. Um, so just to make the most of what you have in front of you, but man, you hurt for him. Like you hurt for all the guys. Um, I know his wrestling career is not done if, even if his eligibility is done. Um, so he's got more wrestling in front of him and, and that's great because, you know, I love watching Taylor wrestle and, and I know what he's capable of. Um, he had an incredible year, and and uh, yeah, it's painful, man. I I don't know any other way to put it other than that it's painful, and and we'll use this for good, though. I can tell you that. And, and coach, I don't, I don't want to bring up uh, more bad news, but I mean, your <laughs> your your wife just just lost her father a day, a two days ago, or yeah. something. Is that right? Like, yeah. has that? Yeah. Um, been a, a thing to help with perspective a little bit oh i mean absolutely i mean you're talking about you know not getting to wrestle um some matches and you know we're talking about losing a life um and not being able to talk to someone again or hug them again or just sit down and have a conversation and be in each other's presence you know and when you lose something like that uh oh it certainly keeps things in perspective and and that's one thing we try to do for our athletes is we always try to keep the perfect perspective really strong you know, even in this situation and, and, you know, some guys are like, you know, this thing's not that bad or, and, and you know what, I don't know. I'm not an authority on that. I know that, man, if you're saving people's lives and it's, it's, you know, it's for the big, the greater good and the bigger picture, then you have to buy into it and believe in it and, and, and trust that it is the best thing, you know, even though some things were lost in that process, um, how, how we use it still, we, we get to, we get to decide that, but yeah, I mean, it, it was, it's painful and, um, you know, I appreciate everyone that that's reached out to my wife and myself and, and, uh, you know, he, he battled for a long time man. cancer is a, it's a son of a bitch <laughs> I bet. To, to say the least, you know, and, and, uh, when, you know, he, you hate to see 
someone go, but you know, you also don't want to see them in pain anymore. So, um, yeah, it's it's certainly kept things very slapped you in the face that keep in perspective very very clear. Sure. Just from me and these guys, I'm sure everybody at Flow Wrestling, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with you and, and your wife and your family. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Appreciate that, fellas. You know, wrestling's a wrestling's an incredible community. I think we're, you know, we come together in the toughest moments and we rise the most. And you know, that's one thing I know about our guys. Uh, you know, I know about our sport is is we'll get better from this. Um, you know, I mean, you're already talking to guys, and you know, had guys on that. Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're not gonna take it. We're gonna take advantage of every single day now, um, and just got to be reminded of those things. And you know, this is a this is a great reminder. I, I like the all he's gonna say that the come together. I think is really important because you and you name it, different code. You guys are in opposite corners, pointing at each other, and you're pissed off. And Jo is pissed <laughs> off at Zane, and and everything else. It comes full circle now. Jo is rooting for Jane, and now Zane, and now you know we're like coming together as one. Like you said, we're so strong and tight knit, and as um, competitive as we are, we we can do the opposite. Yeah, uh, Coach. I was just going to ask I don't know, something. <clears throat> I haven't gotten to, to do a whole lot of these. You know, the first time I've been on, on one of the shows where we've gotten to talk to the athletes and the coaches. But I was just wondering if there's any um, anything you turn to. You know, a uh, 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 quote from a, a book, or you know, maybe an inspirational speaker you've heard, or um, you know, y- your faith or anything that that kind of stuck out to you when you first learned the news or, or something that, that you saw that night that, that really helped you, um, you know, start to start to get through this process here? I mean, faith, absolutely. I mean, I, I think there's there's no in-between. Either you have it or you don't, and that's what I told the team. I'm like, and I'm kind of that guy. It's not, it's it's kind of an all-or-nothing thing, like, and I have faith, and I believe that, that something, something really good is going to come out of this, and we'll use this for good, um, even though when you can't see it in the moment. But, yeah, I mean, and one of our guys got up and talked, and uh, – when I know when guys are in, in a really good spot or that they're in a good spot and they're going to be able to move forward and handle life and, and be able to raise a family and be able to, to be a leader amongst, uh, you know, their, their, their family and group, you know, he got up and said, you know, I'm, I'm not defined by wrestling. Um, you know, my anchor is my faith in God and something bigger than that. And, and, you know, I feel the same. So, um, yeah, I mean, you just have to trust and, you know, that's, how, that's how I feel. And, you know, you're sometimes you're scratching your head and you're, you know, and even this morning I'm a little pissed off because, you know, you're, you should be, we should be warming up and in, in the, mm-hmm. in the arena right now. Right. You know, and, and guys should be getting ready and you should kind of have that, uh, I don't want to say those jitters, but that kind of excitement, you know, yeah. the culmination of the season is coming in, in, in that kind of got, you know, it got cut off and it got cut off in a hurry. And it's like, there was, there was no buildup. It was just, it's here, it's gone. <laughs> And I think that can be something that uh, you know we're going to have to work through as as we move forward, and some of our guys are going to have to work through as they move forward. But um, yeah, I mean, my faith, man, that's uh, I, I rely on that. Um, is is I mean, you're in um, Cedar Falls, right? Cedar Falls, is it? Yep. Uh, restaurants open? What's life like there? Uh, no, they they close down. They close down the restaurants, uh, bars, and that stuff. I mean, you can get carry out, but. You know, I think a lot of things are going to continue to get locked down, gyms and all that stuff. But, you know, the, you can still get better. I think that's what, you know, sometimes people can use the circumstances as an excuse. Uh, you know, we don't have this. We don't have that. Well, man, I I still have I still have, I still have, a room full of books. <laughs> yeah. I still have my kids and my wife that I'm next to that, you know, we can still build our relationship. There's still things that we can do um, to improve and get better. Maybe we're a little bit more in these moments. Um 
you know, we have so many distractions that uh, I think sometimes pull away, pull us away from some of that stuff that maybe some of these distractions are going to go away and, and uh, we'll be able to use it, in, you know, in, in a really good way. But yeah, stuff's closing down. Um, but man, life moves on no matter what. And I know how I'm going to try to use this time. And I tell you, there's a couple of days where, you know what, I, I slept in and it's like, okay, well now that's probably about enough time. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's get moving. Let's get moving back forward. Let's get, uh, you know, the time times at some point in, you know, next year at this time, we're going to be getting ready for a national tournament. Right. Um, so got to continue to move forward as a coach and as a man and as a father and a husband. And, and I think in these times, it, how you handle this, how you handle these adversities or how you handle this, you know, cause some people, you know, crisis or some people are, you know, fear and anxiety of what's going on, man. That's, I don't, I don't feel that at all. Like I know, I know we'll handle it and be better and, and we'll, we'll, we'll come out stronger at the end. What does sleeping in look like for Doug Schwab? Is that like what? What is? I mean, Five thirty. What's yeah, Give me kids. You're not no, not, not I mean, going till ten. Yeah, there's been there there actually there there was there's been a morning. Yeah, but my 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 daughters don't allow that a whole lot. But my wife <laughs> my wife's been taking care of them, so um, I I got to get her back. But yeah, there's been there's been a few days. It's just I think uh, just the season, and I won't say the season wears on you. Um, but you know what you you put a lot of time and effort and energy into it and and there's a lot of emotion with you know even just having those conversations i'll tell you that's one of the toughest conversations i've had to have um with a team or with an individual uh you know in a group and you know so that emotionally just it takes a lot out of you um we got just under six minutes ago we got a hard stop because there's another show coming here from a different website um as far as Minneapolis, you know, what was your thoughts on coming to the football stadium, trying to do something new and, and different? I mean, I, I'm all for it. You know, I mean, you're you're getting more people to watch wrestling. I mean, um, you know, I was thinking about it. This is this would have I'm, I've been 25 straight NCAA tournaments. <laughs> you know, and you get people that have got 50, 60 straight, and you know, for this year it might have been their first one. Um, but you can you got to start the streak at one, right? Um, in you know maybe you started getting people where hey i'm not missing another one and i think you know i know what their thoughts were as far as hey let's get let's see if we can get forty thousand people fifty thousand people sixty thousand mm-hmm. people you know let's let's make it uh where there's more eyeballs on wrestling and and you know i was excited for it uh it doesn't matter if there was there was two people in the stands we've all wrestled with that many people in the stands <laughs> you know it might have been it might have been our parents and that was it yeah um and you know we didn't care. It was still it was still about the competition. It was still about something you know something I guess pure and better. And if there's if there was sixty thousand or there was sixty man, uh, we were coming to scrap and being ready and excited for it. So um, you know I think I think hopefully they'll try to do something along these lines again. I know they kind of talked about maybe an every four year deal, um, but I look forward to it whenever there's NCAs wherever they put them. I'm going to be there. I'm all for the football. Stuff. I say yeah. one match at a time in West Gym. <laughs> what? What's that going to take a month? That's okay. Hey, the wrestling extravaganza, all lies. They they pack it. I know. I've been to West Gym, man. They keep it hot. They keep it packed. How hot? It, Doug. How hot does it get? Those those 1926 uh, radiators, man. It it depends on if people are opening doors. Sometimes 
you know, they, they tried to open some vents on, on me in one of the duels and <laughs> I got that close. I got that closed down. <laughs> <laughs> you keep it hot in there. I got to make yeah. it. Th- I've been to West. Actually, I, I wrestled in West Jam, but I haven't been there since 2002 or yeah. something. Dude, it's to awesome. Wrestle. I've, I've been yeah. very lucky to go to some, some good duels and I, I put West Jam right near the top of, of environments, just people on top of you and hot and passionate and knowledgeable. We're- it's awesome. It's like a family too. I mean, you you got the same people sit in the same places for the most part. It's pretty cool. Oh. It's you know, it's an environment like like I, you know, I've been in a lot of good ones, and it's as good as any. Coach, you mentioned that uh, we haven't seen the last of Taylor Lujan on a wrestling mat, and I'm glad to hear that because he's a lot of fun to watch. Um, Three minutes. What about the other seniors? Do we know? Uh, do you know their plans? Steyer, Max, and and Schwarm? Uh good, good question. You know, I think. I don't, you know, if the year gets, if they get a year, um, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, like people people make plans, right? I mean, life moves forward, and 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 I think some guys can be okay with that, and some guys can't. I mean, either way, um, you know, you're going to have to get okay with it. Everyone's going to come to this point in their in their career. I think, you know, obviously you want it on your terms, but um, you know, right now I know Luhan 100%. Man, whatever happens, I'm going to keep moving forward. Uh, the other guys, I'm not 100% sure. I I certainly don't want it to be their last uh, their last matches. Um, you know, I want to be able to coach them again and and have that opportunity. But if not, uh, man, they've given me everything, and man, they've believed in me uh, in the program and they've moved it forward. So, um, you know, I love those guys, and if they want to continue to compete and wrestle, and if they get another year and they want to come back, um, and if they don't, man, I support them either way. If they don't get it, people need to start paying money for Schwarm Cradle Camp. <laughs> that man, that man can pin some dudes. Yeah, I mean, over fifty, over fifty in his career. That's incredible. He had sixteen this year, Division One. Um, you know, uh, that guy and that guy. He's been incredibly consistent. You know, and I know people don't get to see how guys live and and how they train and and how they go about things. But man, he's he's been uh, he's an unsung hero of our team. Uh, you know, you kind of mentioned some of the other guys first, but. Man, he he is a leader on this team, and man, we're gonna miss the heck out of him. Sweet, uh, we got ninety seconds left, Doug. We'll give you the last word. Anything you want to say? <laughs> uh, I I think the wrestling community, man, we're strong, you know, and we get we get better from adversity. And I know how we'll handle this. Uh, I just think keep keep supporting our guys, keep supporting the athletes, especially you know some guys that have lost the opportunity. Man, just reach out to them. Let them know you're thinking about them and care about them. And maybe just tell them, hey, you appreciate your wrestling, you know, like Swarm, like, hey, man, I just appreciate how you wrestled and competed. It was so fun to watch. Uh, you know, a guy like Max and the grit and toughness that he showed. Um, you know, a guy like Styert who, man, he could snap you from <laughs> from here to, you know, from here to, 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 to Austin, you know. Uh, you know, and a guy like Lujan who just, man, incredible consistency. I don't think Taylor missed anything his whole career. I don't think he missed a meet, a tournament, um, you know, and have that kind of consistency is incredible. And, you know, these guys as a group, that, that senior class won, they won over 500 matches. Um, so that's, that's, pretty, that's pretty incredible. Wow. Absolutely. Well, Coach Schwab, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate yeah. it as always. Um, we'll see you soon. And to everybody else, um, thanks for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow, FRL at 815. Um, then this will be at 10 o'clock. And right now you can stick around. We got the program Oklahoma State, followed by a bunch of great programming right here on the same channel on Flow TV for the Nomad and Bray. I'm Bader. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys.